powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Red Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane, Australia. It's episode 77 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, it's another installment of the Rolling Stone Top 500 Songs list as we talk about songs 150 to 101. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. Perdomo 20th Anniversary requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos because each blend of balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, Perdomo Double H 12-year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Age, Perdomo Lot 23, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the new Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of their Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 Seeds. Cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Alapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of their JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of Pharma, Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And I want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Cigars, Cuba is a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s in the Hamastron Valley in Honduras. Julio Aurora took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds, and in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son Justo bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a variety of different wrapper and blend options, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf and representing the golden age of Cuba from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Development app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Jukebox, episode 77, as we get into the later part of August of 2022. Will Cooper here. I am on the red stage uh, here in Indian Trail, North Carolina. And I'm joined around the world by my good friend and colleague and co-host, Mr. Dave Burke. Hey, Coop, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. How about you? Good. No, I am uh, excited for the show today. We are, well, for those that uh, 
But no, we're doing the Rolling Stone today. We're continuing with that 150 to 101. We are getting there, Coop. We are getting close. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'll get into it because now it's really getting interesting. Um, You know, yes. I, there's, I do want to, you know, I, I'm going to compile a bunch of stats from this when it's all done. And I'm going to try mm-hmm. to see, see mm-hmm. if I can compile it and then we can kind of look back at these stats um, you know, artists, years, um, genres, just those types of things, which I don't think anyone's done a, an analytical kind of John McTavish style. I'm going to go back through the data on. Yes. Um, Sergeant style. style loves to do that stuff. And um, but no doubt this is the ace. We've been doing these 50 songs at a time, picking 10 each. This is the ace one. I think this was the toughest one to do by far. Um, it was I found this one really hard to do. Yeah, I also yeah. So, but we'll get into it. I did as well. Left some uh, big names off. Uh, I, yeah, and the funny thing is, yeah. well, there's some big names with multiple entries, which we hadn't really yes. seen multiple entries in no. a block of fifty really until now. No, no, but we will. Uh, so, we will get into that. If you're looking at, I haven't checked yet, but if you're looking at up the the uh, list, the Rolling Stone website is like under construction. They're redoing it or something. So I yeah. had trouble like getting onto the. Li- I had to find the list somewhere else. It's back up. Uh, oh, okay. I was going I, I actually had it. I have had because I have it up right now. And uh, but yeah, there was a, there was definitely some issue going on. Um, and then it was weird because I was getting the 2004 list, which I couldn't find like forever. Um, oh right. Yeah, but I think all the links are back. I usually put the links in in the uh, in the show notes, um, so people have those um, and they can follow along as well. Actually, I encourage you, if you haven't looked at the list, don't look at the list until we talk about it, and then you can go back and see what you think. But it's it's your call entirely what people want to do. All right, well that's good. Um, yeah, so I guess there's some. Just some odds and ends. You can always email us at uh, cigarjukebox at gmail.com um, and let us know well how you're finding the show, what stuff you want us to do, any you know topics you want covered, any yeah. anything really. Yeah, we have we have a few things in in the pipe right now. I know we're just trying to finalize some dates Ooh. on them. So uh, you know, I know that Disney show we talked about. We're trying to work on the dates. I got both guys to agree to do the show. It's just now getting the dates. So uh, yeah, yeah. So, that was a that was a listener request. So yeah. we're and uh, the two guys. It's interesting who do we doing the show with us? Paul DeCrocco and Ta- Chad Portier. They were each producers of mine on different shows. Uh, Chad was yeah. with, with Smooth Draws, and Paul is with KMA. And I drive both those guys absolutely bonkers. So it's even going to be more fun. <laughs> and and what's really cool about these guys, Dave? They became cigar guys uh, with these shows. Uh, like I consider Chad. A legitimate cigar guy. He's very knowledgeable, and Paul certainly is getting there as well. So, they're legitimate right. cigar guys, which is which makes it more fun. Uh, and they know, and obviously they know how to talk on the air. So it makes it. Oh, a, obviously, yeah, yeah. So I think you'll have a fun. I think we'll have a fun show with that too. I'm very excited for the yeah. Disney show. Yeah, we, be awesome. we've been giving Paul a lot of Disney grief on KMA. I can just tell you that. Oh, what? We're doing a oh, list of top 10 movie you. villains of all time. And, and we've gone through four of them from the bottom up and all four are Disney characters. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I wonder who he has. He's got to have Ursula on there. Ursula's I think bad. he had Ursula, the evil queen. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have Jafar yet. Scar? Just... Scar's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Anyway, okay. we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a talk there because I'm a huge Disney guy as well. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm a little different about Disney. But, oh. uh. But I'm not a hater either, so 
the music's really cool, and I think that's what's gonna be really cool to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 gone through some interesting yeah. sort of yeah. uh, evolutions. Yep. So that'll be good. Yeah. Um, the website Coop Star Jukebox doing some. Uh, I did a feature on Beyonce because I sort of there's I sort of going through new music and there was kind of a lull, so I did a bit on a bit on Beyonce. It was uh uh people that I want Beyonce to do a, a record with. So, cause uh, who who I wanted to collaborate with was my feature. Yeah, so you can yeah. Check that out. I really enjoyed that actually, and I encourage. I don't want to give away the names, um, but but they they were very. There was one name I really liked you had on that. So, um, oh. I, I thought it was a good job. I thought it was a really good job. Oh, yeah. I, I know, I know the name. You had. Wouldn't that yeah. song be great though? Yes, absolutely. Just think about it, Coop. Absolutely. Wouldn't that song thought, be amazing? Yes, I I think so too. Oh, it'd be incredible. Oh, it's but not I, uh, easier, but I want people to read the article because it's, it's a good article. You'll uh, be glad yeah. you clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it was just a, yeah. to uh, sort of, you know, fill some time as I go through stuff. But I was thinking about the year in music so far, Cooper, as we're nearing the end of the year show. Um, Man, I was looking at my list the other day because I keep a list ongoing right. of the top 50. And I just add to it all the time and I keep like, Marking who I think is number one so far and moving that around and all that sort of stuff. I think every song in my top 10 in any other year would be a number one song. Like this year is crazy. Yeah. Everything. We got Lizzo, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, Danger Mouse and Black Thought just came out with that album. Harry Styles came out with the album. Coffee came out with the album. Tears for Fears had that album. They released right. singles last right. year, but the album came out this year. And Diana Ross had one towards the like late at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, look, and, and it goes back. We talked about it with COVID and Beyonce said herself that even though this album came out now, she essentially wrote and recorded all of it during COVID. Yeah. She just like had time. Yeah, and we I know we've talked about that a lot, how we thought that that time a lot of people would leverage their home studios and just uh get a lot of creativity and and you know i think some artists like beyonce are certainly really making sure that that final product is ready to be delivered so you know it doesn't always get right out either so uh i think that's a good job there but it's it's like the amount of big and record drops this year has been pretty unprecedented really like they're all huge names yeah yep um yeah, so just thinking about that, I'll just I'll be putting up. I just did one on uh, Danger Mouse and Black Thought, and so I'll be putting up, checking out for new music reviews and stuff. Um, yeah, just keep keep checking that out, and because yep. I want to get to this cigar news, because I'm very interested. Yeah, in some of these points from you. Yeah, we're a big week of news. Um, so there's two things that aren't really like we we've been talking a lot about new releases from the trade show, and we're we're. By the time you listen to this on Monday, I think in a couple of days we'll be done with all the PCA interviews. We we've been slowly rolling them out to not overload you, um, but we have the two big ones coming out, uh, which are Steve Soccer and Pete Johnson, which will wrap up the series. So we we made everyone wait to the end with those, uh, but those are really good interviews, and uh, that's why we held them to the end. But there's a, a a couple of things not totally related to to the actual cigars. I mean, the first one is a person I've gotten to know in the last couple of years, um, Liana Fuente, who is just an actual wonderful, wonderful person. Um, she announced she's leaving uh, Arturo Fuente uh, at the end of the month. 
a lot, you know, they, they made the announcement, you know, it was the announcement she wants to do other things, right? It was a little bit of a vague announcement, but what I'll also mm. say is I think a lot of people are reading more into it than there is. I don't know. I haven't, Vienna hasn't told me anything specific on this other than, you know, she wanted to do other things. And I think that's what really she wants to do. I don't think there's any conspiracy behind the scenes or friction in the family. I, I don't get that impression at all. Um, and, and, you know, like my dad who had a family the limousine company, I, I know these things happen sometimes that family members maybe want to do something else. Mm. Um, and then not to be, you know, she is female and certainly, you know, she may be thinking of other things besides uh, work, you know, so. Certainly, she has a right to do it. So I think, you know, in a way, she has a little bit of a... I think she totally has a right for privacy, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. But I don't think there's more to this, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I saw you post that, and I read a little bit about that, and people were speculating, which she going to do another brand or get picked up by somebody or whatever. She will never do another brand, I could tell you that. Yeah. That I... So that I, I, I yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just saw that in the comments. Yeah. But it sounds like it's just a change in, like, it's just her personally just wanting to change the direction. Sure, sure. I, I think it is. And the reason why, why am I dismissing this so quick is, look, this is her grandfather, I think, was the one who actually hired yeah. her, too. She, she has a lot of, just, you know, she, she just has a lot of respect for, for the family mm. business. That I could tell you. And I don't think she would do anything like that. Um, I think it's actually she wants a break from look, the cigar business is tough. And mm. these I, I say this every time. These guys and women are on the road a lot. I don't know how they do it. Okay. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I, I a friend of mine just became a sales rep and he's on the road all the time. And I'm like, I, I just mm. couldn't live like that. Yeah. So I mean no. they get my respect though for doing that. And I think sometimes it's tiring on people, you know. So mm. you need a break sometimes. I don't I don't blame her if for taking a break. And you know, sound, I mean, who knows what happens down the road again? So we'll see. Not true, but yeah. uh, big news. And I, but I'm interested in this other dot point you have here from LFD. Oh, boy. Aaron and I talked about this on Thursday night. Um, So at the right before the trade show and at the trade show, LFD was showing up this cigar called the uh, Golden Bull, which is a Lonsdale version of the Andalusian Bull. And basically, the only way to get this cigar is you have to get an you have to you have to procure an NFT. Uh, um, and if you procure that NFT, you get the value of the NFT. Plus, you get this like gold bullion humidor, and then you get the right to buy up to seventy cigars a month from La Florida Minicana of the Golden Bull. The the NFTs were put up for auction. Um, now I'm not an NFT guy. I've said this a thousand, a couple of people. Oh, I, I don't know. I. So, but they were hoping to get somewhere between 36,000 and 40,000 for one of these NFTs. Wow. Four of them have been sold to date. I think by the time you hear it, it's the fifth one we sold. Uh, the first one went for $85,000. The third and the fourth went for 90,000 each. So, oh. I mean, I know the guy who won the $85,000 one and the second one. I know him. Uh, he's a retailer in New Jersey. I've been to a store. Um, I've talked with him. I may be getting him on a show. I don't know yet. But um, he's a good guy, but he's into it more. I think he's into this more for the NFT. 
this NFT thing is a big deal. Oh, man. I don't quite understand it, Dave, because no. how does this value get – how does this – like, there's got to be value behind it. I don't know how the value gets put into the ecosystem is why I never understood. No. I mean, I guess it's just how much people value it. It's like getting, like, a right. baseball card right. or something, I guess. Right. Uh, I have the cigar, by the way. Oh, jeez. So I have one. I only have one. Uh, and Lito Look gave it to you. me. Trade show. Yeah, I'm going to smoke it once the auction's over. I don't know if I'm going to review it with a score because it was a show sample. But um, I've smoked a Toro version of the Andalusian Bull. And yeah. I'm telling you that Toro, it was it was with Jack Schwartz up in Chicago. And I'm telling you that one was better than the, the oh, Figurado. The yeah. 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 So it, it was a lot. I mean, I thought it was like they should have released that size when they did it. The Toro. They should have released right. it in the Toro. So this is the Lonsdale. So we'll see. It's it's a much thinner version compared to the, the regular Andalusian Bull. But I thought it was, like I said, I thought that blend works really well in a more traditional format. Right. But I mean, it's the only way you can get it is through this L NFT. It's going to be probably one of the rarest cars well, out there, surely. I think most of the guys who got these are retailers. So right. now the next question is, do they resell those humidors that they get? Because they'll uh, have some value. And then how much do they sell the the Golden Bulls for? How much like did you sell that for, Coop? It's got to be well, 100 bucks. Easy, that, see, I, I was thinking they're going to try for 100 bucks, But maybe like but Padrone did that originally with the 50th anniversary. And then it came down. I think it'll be the yeah. same thing. I think they'll still try to get these early ones out there. And then um, it'll come down. But the guy who won number one, like this is the guy I know, and I haven't talked to him about this yet. That I imagine humidor number one he's getting is going to be exceptional value on that thing. And if this, oh, yeah, yeah, and LFD, yeah. Here's the thing, LFD, he may be able to, like, I don't know what the market is, but I can see him recouping a lot of his investment just selling that humidor alone. Just the humidor. Right, yeah. right. I think, Dave, I think it was a good thing. Like, I'm not, again, I'm not, I, I was talking to Tony Gomez, who's Lido's son, who, um, came up with the project and i'm honest i'm not an nft guy i don't know about nfts i'm not really interested in the nfts but this is really shit i think this is really put the florida minicana in, uh in the spotlight i don't think it's a bad thing they're doing uh and they're getting a lot of interest you know it's, it's, it's everyone's been talking about them the last 10 days oh yeah i mean it's a good publicity thing i mean my my thing would be like well i hope people can get the hands of the cigar that you know and that's what i hope too and i really hope this cigar isn't gouged at a hundred dollars um, no offense to anyone at LFD, it's not worth a hundred dollars, but nor is yeah, any no. cigar I've had worth a hundred dollars. So, yeah, exactly. So this isn't meant to be disrespectful for them at all. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna have John Carney on primetime the first week in October as well. All so, right. So we're gonna be really getting into this with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah, I'm interested to see how that like once they get the cigars, like how that works out. Yeah, I am too. Uh no, Aaron. Aaron was Aaron Loomis was actually pretty positive on this when we talked on the show uh, on Thursday night. So you know, and he's you know, Aaron has a reputation for being a little bit negative. So, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, it would be interesting to see, like you said, because they, they wouldn't have because LFD's not putting out like a suggested retail for the cigar. Like it's just sort of up to the people if they sell it or not. Is that the? It, it's totally up to them, right? They're, and I think that's the key thing is. They're not putting an SRP on that thing. That's because technically you don't even have to be a retailer to get it. I mean, technically yeah, yeah, yeah. you could get it right from the floor. And I yeah. think like I think the uh 
the wholesale price is like normal. I don't think it's like a ridiculous wholesale price. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, are they going to, are retailers going to try to get, I'm sure they will. Right. I'm, to get their money back. Yeah. But the oh, guy, maybe. I said, the guy who won number four was from Jack Schwartz, I found out. The guy who won number one and two, he has a very small store in New Jersey. I mean, it has a wonderful really? Main Street Cigars. If you're in Woodbridge, New Jersey, must go store, everyone. Uh, trust Alex. Alex Martinez, the owner. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Well, nice. Yeah. Um, any other big cigar news, Coop? Um, the other one I'll just mention is uh, from Drew Estate. And this one hit Drew Estate. Like what they what they've tended to do lately is they announce that they're going to announce a cigar. Right. <laughs> so they did this with Underground 10. They did it with the uh, 10 Acre Farm and they did this with Nika Rustica. Adobe. Yes. They so what they do is they come up with this sampler of three unbanded cigars and they put some oh, that... in it, right? Yeah. And they sell it to retailers, and you as a consumer can go buy this. It's actually a pretty good deal. Um, you you could smoke the cigars ahead of time, and then they do a show the end of September where they do a big reveal of, of what it is. Yeah. Um, so this is the fourth one that's being uh done, and that's gonna be coming up. Uh, from now until the uh, late September, um, I, my only complaint about this and, and is I don't think Drew State. I think they, the window is too short a time they give to to smoke the cigars. I I, I know it sounds crazy. It always mm. seems rushed. I would go with ninety days with this. That's just my opinion. Right. But you know they they've had success with it. So um, I haven't gotten one yet. Um, but um, is that the the freestyle coop? Is that that? Yeah, it's oh yeah, it's the freestyle live one. Yes, and and here's yeah. what I'll say, Dave. The all three of those previous ones, I was mediocre on the cigars. I got to be completely honest with you. But all right. three of them when they came out, the, like I felt the cigars were better. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I've I've told Joe Grotis, who's the marketing guy at Drew saying I was like, honest. I said Joe, in each of these cases, I'm like dud, dud, kind of a dud, right? But when it came out, mm. the product was just better. So I don't know. They all seemed a little young when they were shipped. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but it does give you a feel for what they're doing. Yeah. Which is cool. And I think I think people like it because they're they're a little bit part of the process. Mm. Um, maybe it's not my deal. I like to just get the announcement right away. You know, being the news guy. But I, I, Drew State's had a lot of success with this, and people get excited about it. So, who am I to criticize it? People oh, like being the first I, ones. Yeah. yeah. I would just like being the first with it. ones on. Yeah. 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 I think it's that, like you said, Coop, it's that idea of like you had it before everybody else sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I think people feel included that, you know, hey, they, always, they, they can try to guess it. They can give feedback. So I've only guessed one of the three. I did guess the, Undercrown, the Undercrown 10th anniversary one. That was the only one right. I guessed. The other, I two really I like clue, the other two I had no clue. All right. Okay. All right, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what what uh, is revealed then. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten it. I have to get you some twenty acre farms. I don't think I. I have some sitting around that I, I should. I wanted to mail you. I don't know if I, I think I mailed you any of those yet. No. I'm really curious on your thoughts on that cigar. Oh, speaking of cigars, I finally got some of the. Uh, what's that? Room one hundred one. The the snake shake. Oh, you do? I have another one for you, Hassan. Yeah, I found another one. Oh, that's a really good cigar. Isn't it really good? I mean, because that's the one I smoked. 
it, I'm telling you, I was like, that is one of the better Matt Booth cigars I've had. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that know, Coop smoked it on the show and said it's one of the better Room 101 yeah. cigars. So I tracked it down and he is not lying. I I agree. And it's a re- it's an ongoing release for those guys. The Luxury Cigar Club guys are really good yeah. guys, by the way. I was talking to them. They're, they're great guys. Um. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that he's got that release on that like on that sales channel through luxury. It's you don't have to be a subscriber to get it. Uh, did you get it from luxury? Or you get it from another person. I got it from luxury. I got it from luxury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're good. They're really good guys. The luxury cigar club guys. So, uh, uh, and if you check. like room one one, they got a lot of limiteds there from room yeah. one one. Yeah, they do. They have so the like Johnny tobacco notes too. Yeah. So if you like them, yeah, if you like room one one, you got to go there. Yeah. It, and it sounds like I don't want to speak, but it sounds like that relationship will continue, even though uh, Matt obviously has sold the brand. That's what I was thinking. But I think it's still uh, when I talk to Matt, it sounds like it's going to continue. Like he, I don't well, think he good. wants to change that sales channel. So no. if he has any say on it. Yeah. Mm. Well, that brings us into our uh, review of the week from developing pallets. DP. Oh boy! Yep. <laughs> I well, so- no, it was a, okay. So let me say this: there were two reviews this week. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about yours first, and I'll tell you about the other one. So I picked Agonorsely because I've been a developing palettes fan for well since he broke off from Blind Man's Puff, really. And June's always been sort of like into the Agonor Sleeve. Like they've been into the Agonor Sleeve. He's liked it. They've talked about it. I think surgeons like the Agonor Sleeve. And it's Agonorsa, 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 right? And recently they've just been really sort of up and down. And I think this one, the 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 uh, Supreme Leaf Robusto 54, it, their scores seem to like it better than some other ones, but they've been really down on them lately. So it's sort of been this. It's just interesting because for a long time they were like way high on them. And now it seems that for whatever reason, it's sort of been a bit more up and down and a bit more average, really. So it's just interesting. Yeah, um, I think I agree with that statement 100 um, percent. And I'll say this. I like that 54. I did smoke it. Mm. But I thought it was a good cigar. Um, the there has look there have been a couple of like, Agonos has always done a brand that's been good on cigar coupe. They've hit a couple of lower scores. Um, I mean particularly the uh, the Night Watch by Guardian of Farm was probably the mm-hmm. one cigar that really missed with me with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I mean they've had a really good track record on coupe, and I don't I don't you know it's. It's interesting to say that. I think there's been some issues maybe with some of the cigars they produce for other people more than Agonorsis stuff itself. Right. Um, but nonetheless, Aaron still gave this cigar a six, a six which is yeah, a hot score for him. Yes. They they scored it well, but then they're like, oh, I don't think I'd buy it again. It's like, oh. Well, it's, it's only slightly so above average. Yeah, it's only slightly above average. Yeah. Though, yeah. But here's what was interesting, Dave. Aaron, who is notorious for hating everything, right? He gave that score yeah. a six. And then earlier, this review before that, the Alec Bradley Trilogy Authentic Corojo, he dropped a 6.97, his highest score of the year. It could be yeah. a one cigar of the year. 
So he had two scores over six, which is unheard of for Aaron. <laughs> That's right. That's a great cigar, though. That whole trilogy thing is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we smoked some of those. Um, you know what's funny? That the, those were the yeah. ones I sent you with the Robustos. The Toro size was the better one, and that's what they reviewed. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, but uh, those are the ones that went to smoke in, the Robustos. Uh, they were pretty cool. Very good, so, yeah. They were fun smells to smoke. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, they, they have been hard. I mean, <laughs> they've been harder, those guys. Poor... Uh, Every time I see Terrence, I get yeah. they go. He goes to me. Why do those guys hate me? I'm like, I know. And Terrence, I don't think great. they do. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, so I know when I go on my next trip to Florida, it's gonna be fun. Uh, what are you doing to Terrence developing palace? Come on. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Well, apparently Terrence was all mad. Like, uh, if you're listening to this uh, the night before on Friday night, which would be. Dojo did the uh buy sell the stock our stock market yes. buy sell hold. Well, they didn't list Agonorsa Leaf on the, as a stock, and he was pissed. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta watch that show. I love that. I love that show when he does that. I love that. Yeah, this was a good one. Uh, and Aaron and John were on this one along with Abe from Smokin. Ooh, I'd be interested to hear what Abe says. Yeah, Abe, I think Abe somebody. gave some very honest. I mean, I got to be honest. Oh, he does. Abe was very like there's a few of those manufacturers. I know Abe's pretty close with and he had very candid feedback. So uh, I give him credit on that. He spoke his mind on certain things in a respectful way. I'll be interested. To, yeah. yeah, watch that. I'm yeah. saving it. Saving yeah. it, Coop. Yeah. Like a fine wine. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what are we smoking? I didn't put mine on the list because it was an audible at the last minute. But it's a surprise. Uh, but uh, okay, see if I you recognize tea. this cigar. Oh, it's you got tattoo. Is it a monster of some sort? A Karloff, the elusive. Oh. this is the first time I'm smoking it. When I was, I made this quick trip to Florida um, last month after the trade show, and I stopped at Corona on my way home. And I went there in the morning, and as I got in there, um, they had put out some Karloff cigars. And there were, like, two left, three left. Actually, there was three left in the box. Um, and I bought them. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they just had an extra box. I put, so I just bought them, uh, keeping two back for the review. But I figured let me light one up tonight. Uh, this is a Sumatra Sumatra wrapper uh, over Nicaraguan uh, binder and filler. I'll, as we get into the cigar, um, I'll just say this. Pete Johnson, when it comes to Sumatra, is hit or miss with me. There's no in right. between with me with him. I either love it or I hate it. So, uh, but I'll say there's it's a positive start to this so far. Nice. Yeah. I haven't had a monster in forever. But this was a very hard cigar to get, Okay. They, they did two releases of this, and I couldn't get my hands on it. It, it just so happened that Corona found a box or something in the back, and they put it out that morning. God. Yeah. You're a lucky man. Yeah. What the, Before you get into my cigar, what are your favorite monsters, Coop? Do you have any favorites? I've always liked the... I've always liked the uh, the Mummy. The, the Jason one was a JV-13 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, the Frank... I, I had like the, the I have the I had the I had the re-release of the Frank. In fact, that review is coming up on Coop. Frank's been very good. I think the one that's performed the this is again it's, it's Sumatra, Wolf Wolf Wolfman Wolf was oh, really good. Oh yeah, really you like good. That su- shaggy foot. 
Yeah. Um, and it's a box press. And again, that's a Sumatra. It's got this like little bit of orange peel note on it, right? Yeah. Which just is it's in a just a Sumatra is like that's Sumatra done right. Um, the bride is one of ones I like too. Um, okay. Which is he's using a uh more of a lighter shade of Connecticut broadleaf on that. Uh, and right. it's, it's kind of like makes it a little more of a, a richer, creamier broadleaf. Uh, take some of the, uh, you know, the roughness of the broadleaf out. And, and that's a really good one. But here's the funny thing, uh, Dave. The Jason is the one is I'm all, like some of them I've liked and some of them I've hated. Mm, yeah. So I just did the Monster Mesh one. I thought it was pretty good. But the original full size one, I didn't like it. Never did it for right. me. Mm. Um, now, this Karloff remind like my here's the thing my least favorite monster is the hide right yes right yeah and that's a sumatra as well <laughs> so so that's what i'm saying it's he's hit or miss with sumatra with me i mean I, my favorite mm. one has to have sumatra and my least favorite one happens to have sumatra mm. i mean yeah. the, the other one i'll be remiss not to mention it was that uh frank firecracker oh is it no that was the uh freddy krueger Oh, the FK, Ooh. yeah, good cigar. Ooh. I think we smoked that one, yeah. We did on the show. It was, yeah. I loved it. But, but uh, you know, Pete's having an incredible year, by the way. Um, mm. I think he's having the best year he's had. Um, as long as I've been covering him, the releases have been good. Um, solid year. I mean, he's just having, a, and the Veracruz now that they're starting to ship. I think you're gonna when you get your hands yeah. up, like those too. No, it's good. It's yeah. good because uh, for a long time, he, I think, I think the monster sort of took a lot of the oxygen out of that brand. So it's good that they're getting some more Coraline stuff. Yeah, around and buzz going. I agree with you on that. Um, I think it was you know when he came out with all those Lancero. Uh, yes, I think that the was just a little month. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. like three. There were three different skinny sizes. There was a Casador, yeah, Lancero, and Petite. Yeah. yeah. I got uh, I got a cigar Coop can talk about. Mm-hmm. It is the uh, Oscar Valderas 2012 from uh, Tailored Smoke. Yeah, in a Churchill size and a round size and a round size. Can you talk through? Because you know about this cigar yeah. more than I do. Yeah. So the Oscar 2012 line uh, is is probably one of his workhorse lines. Uh, and he's got that in four blends. He's got the Corojo, the Connecticut, the Maduro, and then the Candela Barber Pole. Yeah, um, I've had that. That's amazing. Amazing, yeah. Um, the All of them are box-pressed except for the Candela uh, Lancero Barber Pole. Mm. But they did this size in a Churchill size and rounded, which normally Oscar, uh, normally Oscar doesn't do a lot of Churchills. And... Um, it's the same blend, though. Sungrown, Honduran, Corojo over Nicaraguan binder, Honduran, uh, Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers. Um, what's the size? It is 7 by 54 so it's a beefy yeah. cigar you're having. That's mm. why I went with mm. a, a large cigar. Um, and it's only available at Tailored Smoke, and from what I've been told, it's going to stay like that for the foreseeable future. I really... Okay, I was not a fan of this in the box press. Right. I thought this cigar was and I'm normally the guy who says the store exclusive size is not better. I, I got a disagree. Oh, I hear you saying, yep. I love this cigar. 
This get this put a whole it. different spin on. Yeah, yeah. It was the same. We smoked that Solomon a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. that I was telling like that, and that freaking kicked our ass in the last third. I remember <laughs> it did. Yeah. Well, that uh, was a deceivingly strong cigar. You, yeah, you better believe it. So uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, just call Taylor Smoke in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I'm sure if you're not in Charlotte, they can get it to you. So. Um, they'll be happy yeah. to have you in this. Yeah, I mean, like you said, both of those, this one and the um, Superfly, are just amazing. That Superfly was great. That's God, you know, strong, and then there's a couple of others. There was the uh, the Oscar in the Oscars, the Oscar which has the candela sleeve. Yes. Yep. That's a box press. I mean, that's a round squad. They did it in a box press six by sixty, which was, which right. was the, and I I enjoyed that one as well. Uh, I know Nielsen really loved that cigar. So, and oh, really? everyone when I sent those cigars to everybody, uh, most of the guys complained it was a six. There were a lot of big ring gauges. I'm like, that's what they did. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah, uh, not much you can do there. Yeah, but really, really ah. a solid cigar. That 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 Churchill. Oh. oh, it's great. So yeah, check it out. I mean, I like the. I haven't had all, everything in the 2012 line, but I really like it. From what it, I had, I think it's his workhorse line, meaning it's like it's a, it's not a very expensive cigar. Um, I know when the box when the when the barber pole came out, that Candela Maduro one in a box press yeah. format, that was fantastic. I did so, not like the Lancero in that though. Yeah, I the, can the, see that. Yeah, it was, but I, I thought it was a little too much wrapper ratio of the Candela in that case. That's why. Yeah, but yeah, but, but the Toro size was really good. I think in general, for candelas, when you do a barber pole, it's either hit and miss. It's either it's either you don't get enough candela, so it's like, why is it even here? Or when it hits like that, too, that it just it just rounds it off. It just adds this little note to the to the cigar that really finishes it off. So I think yeah, that ratio you got to get it right. Yeah, or, I, or the cigar can go real wrong. I I totally agree with you on that. I mean, you don't see a lot, you know. The guy who did a Candela Lancero like right was Dion. The HL. I yes. Mean, that yeah. was whatever he did. He, I mean, he worked that to work on a Lancero really well. So, I mean, Candela's can work on a Lancero is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Speaking of working, it's the Rolling Stone top 500. Oh, yeah. That we're working on. I'm pretty excited uh, about this one today. So we sort of talked about our first thoughts. Um, I found this this coupe probably the most interesting block in that some songs I was like, wow, that's pretty good. I could see it being higher, but we're kind of getting to like the high point anyway, so it could, yeah. wouldn't be much higher. And then and then some of them I was like, wow, I I think this is at like number you know 120 or whatever it was. I was like, oh, so I found. I found some of them surprising, both for I thought they'd be higher, and I was surprised they were in this block at all. Um, yes, there was a couple. <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" I mean, but uh, but there's some heavy hitters. Like we had um, some more from Madonna, Beatles, The Stones, Zeppelin's got in here twice. Yeah, Beatles were up three times in this set. Yeah, and we were like, "Where are the Beatles and where are the Stones?" Well, well, we and then bang. 
We got him. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, I, 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 co- I know I covered the Beatles and Stones in my list this time because they were two oh, yeah, really, I left, I left really those. Good, yeah, yeah, I figured that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said on that, Dave. This was the best block by far. Um, I think so. We're getting to the nitty gritty. Okay, so now the window's running out for certain artists if they're going to make it or not. <laughs> That's right. Um, every spot I think is coveted. And here's the thing. On the last show, I bitched about Landslide. Oh, you did. Um, you let it rip. Well, I didn't think a song could top it, and it did. The difference I think is, I picked that song, did I? Did you? Oh, wait, wait, let me check. Because if you did, I have to... I, have to, I'll I may my... have. Uh, oh, no, you could rip it. No, you didn't. Pick, you, definitely, you definitely didn't pick it. You definitely didn't pick it. Wow, I'm no, shocked then. No, yo, you definitely didn't pick. You, your list was good. Yeah, I checked to make sure you didn't pick it. Okay. Um, yeah, because uh, I'm definitely I'm just checking it. But yeah, if, if you definitely didn't pick this song, yeah. All right. Well, I'm 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 really interested now. Yeah, yeah. Because the one I do is I let Dave put the list out first, and then I I do a preliminary run, and then what I do is. I just kind of, we have one the same. I pick something else. Because usually I always have like 15 of these anyway. Yeah. So that I want to talk about. Yeah. And the list, I usually know what Coop's going to pick. So I leave those alone. Yeah. Because <laughs> we know what each other pick usually. Yeah. Now, we did a couple, we should show two shows ago, the mm. perfect songs. And I had two perfect songs show up in this one. Yeah. I, okay. Which I was, I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. 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 No. I agree totally. And it was like, this I is am, cool. Yeah, it gets to my point where like there, like the like I will get to the songs, but there on your list, there's at least three songs that I'm like, how could this not be in like the top fifty or close to the top fifty? Yeah, uh, and with some bands, I'm like, well, what are you putting in? <laughs> like, because I know then, they're gonna get another song. Then there was one song I love that showed up here. I would have never thought it would be in the top mm. five hundred. But it's a song mm. I really like. So there, okay. there, was, there, was, there was some weird things that happened with this section as well. It's a weird section. It yeah. was a weird section. Yeah. Because it's sort of that in-between section, isn't it, Coop? Because it's like you're not in the top 100, but you're still pretty good because it's 500 songs and you're close to the top 100. So it's sort of a like an in-between. The songs in it were kind of like could go either way. You're like, oh, it's okay. You're like, wow, this is way too low because you're sort of getting near that top 100. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, it, you know, it's just like I said, and there were a lot of these. I said it was too low, meaning I would have expected this song in the top 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. I totally agree yeah. with a lot of these. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I, I, I want to I want to let you kick it off. I, I'm so excited to get to this landslide because landslide was like caused the list to almost collapse. Yeah. Well, this next one is like and that when that, no, that that's not this ain't the song, by the way. <laughs> this is the no, one I'm going to kick off. No, you can figure but, it out. Well, but yeah, landslide because landslide. I, I oh. All right. Well, it's not a top 500 song. This next the, the one I'm going to talk about later is just a train wreck. I don't understand. I don't understand how it beat out other. I'm gonna. I'll talk about what that song beat out, and then you could kind of someone could try oh, to get up the ledge. Yeah. Oh god. But, All right. Well, kick us off with your first one. Okay, I'm picking a rap song. And a, a Go for song, it, Coop. Which, which, okay, because Coop doesn't like hip hop. I can see Skip. <laughs> this is a great hip hop rap rap song. Uh, it's it's by Outkast. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's Miss Jackson. I really okay. It was a little higher than I would have put it. Okay, but I don't have a problem with it being at one forty-five. And 
to me, I, I think Outkast is a really good band, by the way. Um, and I think they had a song, or I think Hey Ya was on this. If, if yes. I could. So, but this is their better song by far. I love this song. It kind of has this, this R&B kind of Teddy Pendergrass, Luther Vandross kind of vibe to it. But it's got the spoken word of this thing. It's a story of failed romance and broken dreams. Uh, I think this is a. I think it's an innovative song. I think it's a great song. Um, and it, it, like I said, I probably would put it maybe outside of 150, but I don't have a problem with it. 145. This is a really nice song, and uh, you know, this is this is the stuff. When I see hip hop do stuff like this, this is the stuff I get excited about. No, good, no, good pick. It, it, it was, it is a very good song, very interesting song. Yeah. I th- I think that Outcast might get one more on the list. I think Bombs Over Baghdad might make it. That's going to be interesting if they do. That'll be interesting. If they, you know, Outcast has had a. You know, when this song came out, I don't think Outcast quite had the. It was really when Speaker Box album came out a few years later that they went just yeah huge, right? But I mean, yeah. this song had its following. But this got its airplay and its following. Um, and but as like I said, I just. I think uh, I, I I am a fan of Andre uh, Benjamin as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's awesome. So um, and he wrote this song. I just think this is this is when I see stuff come like out of this from hip hop. This is really where I say people. I don't hate hip hop, but I love songs like this from hip hop. Is what I'll say. No, oh, good. Well, yeah. hey, way to kick it off. Coming yeah, at, yeah. Uh, One forty-five. Mm-hmm. I I came in a little earlier than you. I came in now again. Again, I don't know how this song beat out your song. Okay, so that's I'm going to be fair with this. Okay, because this is a it's legendary le- song that, that that's on here. Well, so I picked Led Zeppelin Cashmere at 148. So they had two releases, two tracks on this on this block. I didn't pick. I picked this one because I just don't think it gets talked enough as a good Zeppelin song. So it I doesn't. It really doesn't. And the other one gets a lot of publicity. That was. Whole lot of love or something, and and that gets talked about all the time. So, um, this was on Physical Graffiti in 1975. It probably has one of the most famous guitar riffs in in music. You know that that sort of opening riff. Um, the band Coop ha- had never went to Kashmir. Yeah, I didn't. They know wrote that. it. They wrote it in uh, in uh, Morocco. <laughs> yep. They never went there, but uh, it, it it was. Uh, and it was then sampled by Schoolboy D. Now, and I think people sort of remember that song. Yep. Um, and 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 Zeppelin sued him and won. Now, what I found interesting about that is this is a band that was also sued for not crediting blues artists on Zeppelin too. Yeah. So it seems like they were cool with not crediting people, but then yeah. they got not credited. They're like, hey. So so yeah, so it's a great song. It's 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 a very sort of. It's kind of in the vein of that '70s rock sort of like epic song. Um, no, it's just a it's a great it's a great track with like a really just great guitar riff that I think Paige was working on the guitar riff for like years before the song even came together. He was just sort of saving yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was trying. He was going with these Arabic riffs, right? Yeah. And then I guess what happened is when this whole thing when they were in Morocco, it just things kind of came together. This was a big change album for Led Zeppelin. I mean, this is when they started to get away from some of the blues stuff. And mm-hmm. this is now, now they're doing these other type. They're exploring this very big sound. Uh, mm-hmm. Trampled Underfoot's the other song yeah. that's really big on this album. I don't think it's going to come higher than this one, though. No. Good, but I was a little surprised where this one was. 
Okay. Um, as in too low or too high? A little, little low again. Because I, as much as I think Miss Jackson's a good song, it is not better than Cashmere. That's, no. That, you know, so, you know, that's, that's kind of why I, you want to say this is outside the top 100. I can deal with it. I just thought it was a little low for this one. I don't have where this song came. Um, I don't have this where it was placed. So I was curious where it showed up previously. A lot of these songs have showed up on previous lists right now or in this segment. Oh, you would be getting to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and some of them didn't is what I'll say, too. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's been uh, so I think I mean, we're definitely going to see more Zeppelin going forward. But I love the song. So, I mean, this is really their This is where they sort of made their mark on the list is this block here. Yeah. OK, but, so uh, I just looked up 2010. They were at 141. So this one okay. kind of held steady for the most part. This held steady on uh, in the 2000 from the 2000, which was the iteration before this, I believe. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because it's been like, yeah, 11 years or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And I knew you are going to pick this song, Coop, but I love the song that you pick. I think it uh, is too low. I think it needs to be higher. Yeah, I agree. This one was definitely... Uh, well, I said about right. In 2004, it was 130. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't have a problem if it was higher either. Um, but it's Maggie May. And I, we talked about Oof. this when we did the 1971 show. Um. Yeah, is, this is a song. I, like I said, it's first. I always advise listen to the album cut, not the radio edit cut, because there's a nice little intro in it. I think really makes this song stand out. Uh, it's the song of um, basically the emotions of a. It's kind of like the Dustin Hoffman um, version of uh, a, you know the Graduate. Mm. So speak uh, something in an um, earlier list. Um, this song actually became Rod Stewart's first top forty hit. And his first number one. Um, little side note: uh, I, Unfortunately, I won't be here, but um, Ben Lee is going to be going, I believe, to the concert uh, with Cheap Trick and um, oh, right, and Rod Stewart. So yeah. um, I'm going to be uh, traveling, unfortunately, so I couldn't go. So I know that uh, Rod Stewart's touring with Cheap Trick, uh, which is pretty cool. But yeah, this is this, you know. And the other thing I'll say is, I love if you're a mandolin fan, this song it has. I mean, Rolling Stone called it a rustic mandolin sound. It, mm. it is really, really good. Um, and this is a song, it stands the test of time. Uh, and it's a good live song, too. So uh, maybe I could put a high. It was, it was 130 back in 2004. It was 141 this time. Mm. I mean, for me, this song is like everything you want out of Rod Stewart, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. have that sort of like classic, you know, British mod voice that like bluesy sort of and then just hit it just like it has a really good flow to it with the you know i just this for me is like the classic rod stewart song it, it is uh you know in the character of maggie uh it's kind of like an iconic music character this older woman you know too and uh he, he uh you know i i, I love this I, like i said it, you know this is an absolute this is one of his you can argue it was played so many times on the radio, but when you really Probably. like this, is a song, if you really listen to it carefully, it's a beautiful composed song lyrically and musically. Mm. Yeah. I, I just love how it kicks in. So yeah. it has that, like that, like introduction. That's sort of like, you know, be the prelude or whatever. Yeah. That's and a, pre- go, yeah. Bah, 
bomb, and then like he jumps in. Like I love that. Love how they just kick him off. They like, right. count him in almost. And yeah. radio cuts that prelude out sometimes. They go to oh. bomb, and you you miss so much that whole transition from the prelude yes. into those. Ends. That's what makes it good. With that, yeah. Oh God, I'm gonna listen to that song after the show. That's I can make song. some argument. We may see this on another perfect list, too. But that's what, good. You know, Dave, now I say about this should be higher. This should absolutely be higher. This yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a, just, yeah. It's your classic British mod sort of song, and it's really it, it's yeah. Them and the Kinks, man. Oh yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, great song. Um, oh, I love that pick. And I love that song. Uh, going to another song. This is probably a song that most people know the covers of more than the original, which is why I sort of picked it for its uh, impact on music. And that's Fats Domino with Blueberry Hill. At oh, yeah. This is a great, great track. I, I, I had this one, and when I saw it, I had to pump it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been covered a bunch, uh-huh. uh, Coop. So it came out in 56. It's probably one of the most famous and covered songs of all time. Zeppelin went through a phase where they would cover the song at, a, at like all their concerts in 69 and 70 would cover Blueberry Hill. Uh, Elvis, I guess Elvis would be the most famous cover in 59. Um, would you pr- I mean, probably would be. Um, but, but this song was before Fats, right? This song, I would have to look that up. Fats recorded it in 56. I thought Louis Armstrong did it in the 40s. Uh, did he, when did Fats record? Yeah. He counted it in 56. I think. I think re- um, yeah. And then Elvis recorded it in 59, which is probably the version most people know. And then, yeah, it's, uh, I really love the song. It's a great song. It has that sort of, you know, I, I said that it, it really kicked off bubblegum. So it's sort of like that bubblegum pop sort of sort of thing that will really take over kind of around that time, kind of a little bit later, maybe. But no, it's a, it's just a highly influential song. Yeah, this song felt was the top 100 song last time they did the list. In oh, really? So it fell from 82. Right. Um. Yeah, so this song definitely fell. Uh, I don't know why it fell that much, but it fell significantly. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, Fat, uh, Louis Armstrong recorded it. When did he record it? I want to say Let's he did a, a like World War II or right after the war. But Fats did the... It, if you heard the Louis Armstrong version, it's very different, oh. right? So this is kind of more what I would say... Uh, it's more of a rock but I don't want to say... It's yes. kind of rock bluesy type of vibe. Is what no, he- well, like so originally. Oh, I'm getting in, I'm getting into the weeds on this song. So originally, it was recorded in 1920 by Gene Autry did the uh, did the music, and then it was added to 1920, and then Lee Armstrong did it. And I think what Fats Domino did, it's like what you sort of saying, Coop. He really sort of brought it into that bubblegum poppy, yeah, sort of blues poppy. Which really, like, now then everybody sang it, really. Yeah. It became, like people may notice, became Richie Cunningham's song on Happy Days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. yeah. I mean, and he, it was the Fats Domino version that became that. You know, Fats didn't die that long ago. I mean, he, he died, I think, really, like, no. four or five years ago. Yeah. He had a long life. I mean, but he was so influential 
in oh, uh, I mean, he's obviously he's in, he was in that first group that got inducted into the Hall of Fame in '86. So, I mean, he this He'd is to, yeah, yeah. But it's surprisingly that Fats like when I was growing up, Fats Domino was still popular. But really, I look at like the last thirty years of his life, he really he really was kind of quiet for the most part. Mm. But no, I uh, yeah, put some Fats Domino on this. There you go. Yeah, Blueberry Hill. Blueberry Hill. Good job, Dave. I think uh, is it is it Dojo that's not gonna like your next pick? Is that who it is or who's? Yeah, the... well, because Dojo likes another Blondie song, uh, but this was a per- <laughs> this was one of the perfect songs. So why oh, is it, it is. this low? Uh, it's Heart of Glass, and oh, you know, we talked a lot about this on the last sh- uh, on the Perfect Show, and this I've said that this show, this song, in my opinion, um, is as perfect a song as you have. But it's also a very synthesizer heavy song. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, you know, like I said, uh, I appreciate a lot of the engineering that went into the song. I've talked a lot about how, um, you know, when you break out the tracks of this, you could just see what a masterpiece this was done. And it uses a drum machine. In fact, I think I mentioned Clem Burke refused to play this song live for many years because it, it used the drum machine. Yes. Um, yeah. But I, I love how they like, um, I really love how um, they uh, they brought in a guy by the name of uh, Mike Chapman to be the producer. And, and he it's one of those mm-hmm. cases where the producers butting heads with the band, uh, not not so much Harry, uh, Debbie, Harry and uh, and Chris, mm-hmm. but um you know, the other band members, right? And they, they had to do a lot of things with this. And here's the other thing, Dave, I mentioned, this was based on an, on a, on a, another demo song that kind of got released called Once I Had Love. Mm. And this was a song that they took that, and I like to say they perfected it. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this is at 138. Um, to me, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, I would put this top, top 20. I mean, wow. This is a very good song. And um, I think the problem is, Dave, this song maybe didn't stand the test of time for a while. And now it's kind of being reappreciated again. Really? How to glad? That's a great song. Yeah, but I think there was a point where, like, synthesizer music was really yeah. on the outs. Yeah. So, and I think it lost some of the impact for many years. Now I think people have come back and, and they're revisiting this song. And, like, this is a pretty good song. Now, do you think there's we're gonna see another Blondie song? Because has Call Me been on here yet? I don't think Call Me's been on here yet. A Dream has oh, been I on. Love that song. Um, I love that song. We could see one more, whether it's Call Me or Rapture. I know Dojo yeah. doesn't like Rapture either. No. So I think it's, but I that will be interesting. I'm glad this song was on here though. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely, it's a great song. I mean, yeah. I think Dojo. I mean, Dojo just likes. He likes Call Me Kai because it's more punky. He likes more of the punky version of um, he really does like more of that punky type of um, what's the song he likes? Oh, Union. Oh, from Blondie. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing, Dave. Um, this song went up. Uh, from which yeah. here's here are the previous ones. It was um, 2004. It was ranked at 255. Oh wow! In 2000. 10 it was ranked 259 wow then it shot up and i like i said i think people are starting to embrace this again is what i'm saying yeah when you were like from two i could see back in 2004 to 10 period 
maybe it was still on the outs a bit. So I can see people going back saying, you know, this song was really a good song. But yeah. at the time, it probably wasn't ready to be as high. I, that was way low, yeah. Yeah. But Chris Stein uh, and Debbie Harry. Chris Stein's an absolute genius, by the way. He doesn't get the credit in Blondie. No. Debbie Harry, but yeah. Now, I got a song. This will pick up your spirits, uh, Dojo, listening to this. Oh, yeah, he'll be happy with this one. Uh, it's too low, but 143, The Clash with London Calling. Oh, yeah. Uh, pro- I, I don't know why. I mean, I think it should be a top 100 song. Um, probably one of the most famous English punk bands ever. Punk got a little bit. Punk's been pushed down a little on this list, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. You think it'd go high anyway. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on this one. Oh, probably one of the famous. You know, there's another. So. I'm gonna say I don't. Oh, I should look at. I'll wait till the end, just in case you pick the song. But there's a band with probably an iconic song that I left off of this because I wanted to try and hit a lot of genres, and I wanted to do the Clash. So they kind of straddled that sort of punk ska scene in the '80s. So this album has a bit of ska on it, a bit of punk on it. It's got a bit of everything, really. Um. I sh- it needs to be high. It's one of the famous, most famous and most popular punk songs ever. Um, the cover, so the cover is interesting. So the cover, the font and the style of it was the same as Elvis's self-titled record in 1956. So if you if you look at London Calling and you look at Elvis's self-titled record in 56, like they're, they're almost like exactly the same. Um, the person on the cover is Paul Simonon. The bass is smashing the bass. Some people think it's Strummer smashing the guitar. It's Paul smashing the bass, which is like as an iconic shot in rock like history. Um, and it was, I think it was shot. They had like a concert photographer that like followed him around, uh-huh. and she got that shot. And it was a bit out of focus. She's like, oh, I don't want to use it. And they're like, right. No, we got to use this shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just iconic shot. Um, totally is. And I love it. This whole album, you got classic themes of class, politics. It's sort of around the Cold War. It's just a great. I mean, the London Calling is is um, is talking about you know, uh, you know, calling everybody. You know, it's got Cold War imagery. You know, like they're being under siege and um, that battles we, declared. Oh, we did an album out there with Eric on that album too. Uh, one of we the did. really fun ones we did. Yeah. We there was so many like there were a lot of songs on that we actually couldn't get to the whole album but we went through all the no because it's a double it's a double record it's a double album so we focused on the first two which I think was the more impactful but yeah what a, and this song uh it's just yeah it's too it's low so it's too cool. low yeah isn't it I mean it's a yeah, yeah. a phenomenal song yeah but uh, but yeah so so yeah Dojo will be uh. Excited for that. 143. Too low. Yeah. 143, Coop. I'm still in the 40s. Yeah. I'm still in the 140s. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> Your next one. This ain't the one, though. Okay. Uh, this ain't the, this no, ain't but the... I, I just got to say, I am 100% behind everything Coop has to say about this song. Okay. Just so front, this... straight up. Those first of all, you can still send your hate mail to me on this one. Coop at cigar-coop.com. Because <laughs> I'm the one who who's gonna lay out the boom. So a lot of people are gonna say this song came this song came in at 133, and they're gonna say it's too low. I'm oh, taking the opposite yeah. approach. This is too high. Okay. The band is Journey, who I like, and the song is Don't Stop Believing. 
which is way not a, too high. It's not a bad song. I don't have a problem with it on the list. This is not 133. Okay. It's an overplayed power ballad. Um, yes. And I don't think it's even Journey's best song. Yeah. I mean, um, no. Yeah. It's just, I, I honestly think that Sopranos episode had a lot to do with this. I agree. That's an excellent point. Yeah. I mean, got, just look at what we've done so far, right? Yeah, it's yeah. higher than than Cashmere. It's higher right? than Cashmere. It's higher than Maggie May. Yeah. It, it's higher than London Calling. Yes. That's insane. I That's mean, if you ridiculous. go and if you go back to some of our other lists uh, in these previous, you know, again, I think it belongs on the list, Dave. It, it's you know, yeah, if this was I like two fifty-five. I wouldn't yeah, have had yeah. a problem. This is way too high. This is insane. This is way too high. It's an overplayed power ballad. Um, and yeah, I just I know people are gonna probably say this should be top ten. I'm like, no. Oh no. Yeah. Hey, but it, but like I said, again, I don't have a problem with it being on a list. It's just not at one thirty two. When we again, there's songs I know no. we're gonna be talking about songs at some point that just didn't make this list, and we're gonna be scratching our head on some of these. Uh, like why? Why? Yeah. 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 Or songs that didn't I, get the I top agree. 100. I agree with you, Coop. It's just I, I think it's this whole like journey recently has had so much sort of like run in popular media, whether it be like I think I th well this is before but like Sopranos and it's just had a lot of popular media run that's been overhyped. Overhyped, Coop. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I you know, I like some of the early journey stuff that came out. Uh, you yeah, know, kind of that offshoot of Santana. Um, you know, I, I know, you know, I think Escape was a very good album. Uh, but I, I, I would go Stone in Love and Who's Crying Now are better songs. So, oh, uh, so I, yeah, I'm I, glad I, you I called that out. I think they could still have another, but probably not. I thought maybe Open Arms would land on this list somewhere, but I don't think they're going to put anything ahead of this song. So I think this is it for Journey. Yeah, yeah. I just, it just, I don't, I don't see it. But I don't see it. Know. I know people are gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna get killed over this one. But yeah, I agree with you on that too. The, another song that it was ranked ahead of <laughs> is "No Woman No Cry" by Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> At one forty, apparently, Journey's better than Bob Marley. Who, who knew? Oh God! And I'm gonna save it, right? Uh -huh. But my next song. Is also journey is ranked higher than the next one, which is just I, I know what your next one is too, yeah, because that was one I had that I I actually bumped off my. It makes me physically ill to think that, but anyway, uh, Bob, I know one will cry one forty. Um, Bob's on been on the list before. I think he's still got another one in him because there's still a couple big ones out there. So another one or two I could see from Bob. Yeah. Um. No Woman No Cry is a pretty big one, but I think there's some more out there. So this was off the Natty Dread record in 1974. So the way Bob Marley's career sort of went, he had a couple albums released kind of solely in Jamaica. And then his big U.S. breakthrough was on um, um, Can't Start a Fire. And, and then this one, Natty Dread in 74. I mean, he only, he only puts out records until 80. Because then he passes away. So, 
Um, there's not a ton of career once he hits the U.S. markets. Maybe like, maybe like five, six years or something. Yeah. Maybe maybe more than that. Maybe like seven years. Um. But this is a great song. It's it's about telling women not to cry. Now, like, and people yep. read it as like, oh, if you don't have a woman, you don't have to cry. That's not what it is. Yeah. He's telling women not to cry, and he makes lots of reference to the public housing in Trenchtown, which is a project in. In Kingston, Jamaica. So there's a lot of uh, class talking about class and justice, which were sort of very key themes for him. Um, and then recently, it's been featured in the new Black Panther trailer. It's covered by a woman named Thames. She covered it last year. And it's an excellent cover. But um, but yeah, so this this track is getting a bit of, a bit of play. I mean, it's a massive track. It's too low, in my opinion. Um, and I think we got like one or two more heavy hitters from him coming up, I think. Yeah, I maybe one more, I'm going to say, because there's a lot. I'm curious. On... Dave, well, the... Redemption Song would have yeah. to be way up there. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. Nick Melillo's uh, happy about this one. Yeah. Dave, does Shaggy make this list? I think Shaggy's going to get shut out. I think well, we're we're at we're at the top hundred now. So unless I don't you can think, think Shaggy's gonna make top hundred. Yeah, it wasn't me. Would be the one song I'm thinking that would make it. Um, I I think he's gonna miss the list. I think Shaggy would have been. Yeah, I I think I think he shouldn't have missed it. I I don't think he should be. Look, I don't think he should be top hundred either. But I'm just saying. No, but I don't think he should be like out of the top five hundred. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's certainly better than um. <laughs> that song yeah. is certainly better Journey. than uh, what do you call it? Uh, Landslide. I shouldn't say because I know people really like the joke. It there's a song coming up that wait you'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean that's a shocker. If it, yeah, I mean you have to be you'd think, but that's very surprising to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but but you know, even though No Woman No Cry is iconic, and Bob Marley is. Uh, has changed culture forever. It's not as good as "Don't Stop Believing." So you know, yeah. What are you gonna do? Exactly. But I, but here's the <laughs> thing, Dave. This is the one thing where they may be looking at the impact of the song with with, with "Don't Stop Believing" a lot more than the song Oof, itself. I think that I think that's where that this is coming from. Um, because again, the Bob Marley song is the better song, and it had impact in the reggae. I get there was a culture thing with, with Don't Stop Believing getting popular. I, I get oh. that. Uh, then there was a the whole Glee angle. It got popular on Glee as well. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it the Glee version wasn't any better. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what you got here, Coop. Oh, here we go. I was almost going to pick this song, but I, I, let, I just I ran out of room. Mm-hmm. Well, so, this is at 126. Now, I was shocked this song was even on the list, okay? But now, from a different standpoint, I think this is a very, very good song. Um, and I'm glad to see where it was. I probably would have expect if it made the list, I wouldn't expect it at this high. But I was glad this yeah. song made the list. It's the, the artist is George Michael, and the song is Freedom 90. Uh, not to be confused with Wham's version of Freedom, right? Yep. To me, George Michael, when he split from Wham, became much more of a creative genius. 
Um, and this was off his second solo album called Listen Without Prejudice. Um, where I really, you know, he had his first solo album, Faith, was like a Grammy Award winning oh, album. God, I love that record. You know, it's a very good record, right? I, I album. I think this is the best song he's done, though. Uh, you know, Faith would be a good album archaeology to go through. Because uh, mm. George Michael went from bubblegum pop with Wham yes. to Faith. And this kind of is a little more of a serious side of George Michael with this album. Freedom 90 is an absolute autobiography of George Michael. Um, he talks about, I mean, he talks about his life. He talks about having to break away from the MTV days. Um, he talks about his days with Wham. He goes, what a kick, just a buddy and me. Um, and, I, and this song, it has, it has tempo changes. It has melody changes. Um, he, he, they did a music video. He wasn't even in the video. And I, I, I was kind of disappointed a little. He wasn't, he wasn't really in the video, I'll say, as much as he should have been. Um, I love this track. Uh, I, have no, I, I have no problem personally at 126 with it. I'm just surprised it was at 126. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Um, it is a bit surprising. I like. I could see face uh, in high. Like he, I could see him getting another track in, in that top one hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's got to, doesn't he? Does Does Wham get in? With Wake me up before you go go. Does uh, Face get in? Uh, now has Wham been on already for Careless Whisper? I don't think they have been. I'm going to look at my note. Because that would be... As people can notice, I don't I don't remember anything. That yeah. Um, you know, Careless Whisper was the one that, like, it was... That's kind of what made George Michael a a star, so to speak. Uh, because... Wake Me Up For You Go-Go was, was with the with the whole Frankie Goes to Hollywood t-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, like, Careless Whisper became that, like, real... It has that... What, Careless Whisper is a really good song. It's got that saxophone riff in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Which um, I, I don't know if that one makes it or not. Um, that's gonna be interesting if he has another song or Wham has another song. I, I think I it's think, open. I think. I mean, I think he he's got to have faith. I think faith has, in the past lists, has charted somewhere around here. Okay. So I think it that might be just, in our next block. I and Faith is, is it maybe and, and Faith is such a really cool song because it's an acoustic guitar with a heavy with a fast tempo, which is what I love about that song. Um, wow, this is a, a very interesting here. It is very uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think we're starting to see now. Like this song's about 30, 32 years old. You know, and yeah. I think some of I think like I said, I think some of the songs go kind of go out of fashion and come back. And I think now we're starting to see people reflect back on George Michael's career. Wasn't a very long career of commercial success, but no. Uh, I mean, there was a point 87. I mean, he did the song with Aretha. I love the song he did with Aretha. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, he did the song with Elton John. They had a they had that whole falling out. Uh it was sad. I remember he died Christmas Day a few years ago, and it was very sad. He uh like I said, he, he brought a lot of. Um, I want to say my dad did. My dad drove him. I, I'm pretty sure my dad drove because he was a Columbia. Oh, I'm pretty sure my dad. I, I don't know when I have for 100 percent sure, but I, I don't remember. But I'm pretty sure he drove George Michael at one point. Yeah, but I um, I'm just he's got to have faith up here. I would think. 
this is my favorite song he's done though. But uh, I'm yeah, saying okay. I would expect Faith wouldn't surprise me in the top hundred. No. Or Careless Whisper. No, no. So I think we got we got one more. Whether it's with, um, whether it's with uh, Wham or Solo, I think we got yeah. one more look at uh, George Michael, which would be good. Yeah, and it was good that this song was ahead of Don't Stop Believing. But there's another song that's gonna <laughs> knock this one out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. I have. Okay. T- yeah, it's coming. <laughs> Let's. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, Coop. Great pick. Uh, I had to pick it. I knew Coop was gonna pick it. Probably if I didn't pick it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm picking it because I love her to death. Uh, and that is Madonna with Vogue. Coming in at 139. If anything shows you how overhyped Journey is, Vogue is behind it. Vogue Coop. Yes. Probably one of the most iconic pop songs of the 90s. Yeah. Became a, 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 cl- a club and pop radio hit almost instantly. Um, I wrote that Vogue took Madonna from like star status to icon status. Like after this, Madonna like owned music basically in that time period until like Beyonce came around and that sort of stuff. But like the whole voguing thing, the dance, the video, it just transcended into pop culture more broadly, like just from music. And it's just an amazing song. And I love Madonna. And this is too low. They got to have a Madonna song higher than this. I wonder what it's going to be. There's got to be a few more. I mean, we we talked about this. Um, I mean, there's uh, Borderline. You know, there's a lot of songs that were not. I'm sure, like, was Like a Prayer on here already? I think Like a no, Prayer. No, maybe. Uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to look. Um, I have to look, too. Um, but, and the problem is we, we try not to look at this list. Uh, no, we don't look at the list. Uh, because we want to. But like I said, at some point, I think we're gonna, I was telling Dave I want to do an analytics of this whole thing. Um, I think Madonna will end up with like three or four on the list, probably. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, this song coop is just so iconic. I don't know why it's so low. It's so good. Yeah, I think it was on this. I think it was on the list. Um. I just did a quick Google. I think it was on the list. So, um, but here's the other thing, Dave. You make a point about the culture of this song, right? So this song came out the year I got married. Um, yeah, right. And back then, they, they, it was the thing to do a lot more filming of your wedding back then. Uh, so, yep. so there's a there's a point in the wedding where people are on the dance floor. I wasn't. Um, yeah, right. Right. Um, but. The, the the ladies the women of the, of there all kind of got up and were 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 doing kind of a little bit of a they were out on the dance floor at this one and they're all lip syncing to this uh and it's one of the and, it, and I think the fact that they were doing that kind of just emphasizes your point about this being a uh you know this being just such a uh an impactful mm. thing you know so uh it was definitely it wasn't necessarily the highest charting song. But I think it was as far as like impact, and this followed up like a prayer, which was a very controversial track. But this is when like Madonna was getting into that whole Vogue Dick Tracy mode, you know, that yeah, tro yeah. 
Uh, and this was this is a very good song that she has. Uh, I'm fine with where it is. You want to make it higher? I have no problem with that either. No, yeah, I, 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 I would love to make it higher, yeah. especially yeah. looking anyway. Yeah. But oh, just a great song, and it shows why that journey song should not be there. More. Ab absolutely, it should not be there. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. How is that? Yeah, I'm sure we're going to take criticism on that from people. We we are finally going to move past Journey, thankfully. Yeah, by Journey. And, so say goodbye to them. Yeah, but wait, there's another. Well, the, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm very interested. This is a is an interesting pick by you here, Coop, because you're like you said, the two artists you have back to back have uh, played together. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I kind of just said it. Uh, Aretha Franklin, uh, I say a little prayer mm. at one seventeen. Mm. I think it's a little lower than it should be. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of people may notice is we did a cover. Dion Warwick did this. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, that is a Burke Bacharach song. Mm -hmm. Um, Dion Warwick did a nice job about it. Um, it's and it's it fit in with the times because it's about uh, a woman's uh boyfriend going off the war in Vietnam. Um. But Dion does a nice version, and Aretha gets the version, and I think she just takes it to the next level with this. Yeah. Um, what she does with this, and uh, is she actually sings, uh, she actually uh, transposes this uh, uh, an octave up, uh, a tone up, I should say. So Warwick recorded in G major, and Franklin recorded in A major, and I think that was a big difference. But I also think, you know, Aretha's got a higher voice too, to, to that to some extent. Uh, just a great, just a great, great. Um, version of this song uh it would be on my my aretha mount rushmore uh which would be a very tough thing to do come up with four aretha songs for mount rushmore. oh yeah um but what a what a what a what a great song at 117 but again i think it's top 100 um for sure and and, and the, what's really disgraceful is the song that beat it out at 116 <laughs> oh yeah i'm 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 uh i'm all in on uh on hearing you talk about that, but yeah, that Aretha. I mean, and we and and Coop and I have seen some of the list when we originally talked about it. Like, like we, ago. I think we looked at the top ten. So we, we looked at the we, top. Yeah, 10. and I think people may be able to guess where where so, on there for Aretha. There yeah, be so we know Aretha, Aretha makes easily. it. Yeah, we, we know, know Aretha, Aretha makes it again. Yeah, we know Aretha makes it again, and whether she has two songs, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Has respect come on yet? No, I don't. How is so, respect? No. If respect doesn't make it, they should just, uh, they should just, in my opinion, uh, not do this list again. I think there's plenty of time for for more Aretha. I believe, um, because I think I think she's gonna get. Well, we know she gets another one. I think she might get another three. The uh, yeah, three. I, I'm thinking of another. One. I mean, I don't think Freeway Love's gonna make it as much as I like it. It's not gonna. No. Um, and I and I understand that. It should have been on the list, though. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm just looking up. I'm just looking up your song now, Coop. I'm just. I'm getting excited for your song. And who cares about mine? <laughs> oh <laughs> God. Yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just saw it. I'm like, oh my God. See, I think when I saw it originally, I don't I think just, I had like, the note. To, over I, I don't think I had the note in on it yet when I did it. I kind of just oh, put my, my list God. in, and then I went back and kind of put my notes in. I don't know what's going on there. Okay. 
anyway, I'll get to my song before we hear Coop's one. Um, I have. See, I I was I didn't know if I should pick this one or not, and I ended up doing it. I bumped it off a couple times for other songs, Coop. But I love this band so much. I love the sound so much that I ended up putting it on. Yeah. And that is uh, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas dancing in the street. Love uh, it. 130. Even though that David Bowie and Mick Jagger destroyed it. <laughs> yes. They oh, did. They, they destroyed I, that, that. They it, really destroyed that song. Yeah. And I love, I love both of those guys. The most but... famous cover. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't take two white British rockers to do a Motown classic. It's probably a bad idea. They debuted that song, I remember, on the Live Aid broadcast. And I just, like, my mouth dropped. I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing Mick Jagger and David Bowie, like, do this. It, it, no, they must have cashed a check-in, yeah. But, the, but Martha, decision. this is just, and I'm a big Martha Reese and the Vandellas fan. This, I'll yeah. let you kind of take, take control here. Now, this is not my favorite Martha Reeves and the Vandellas song. No, I know. I don't either. My favorite one is Nowhere to Run is my favorite one. Yep. Um, uh, and Heat Wave. Yes. And Heat Wave. So yep. I wonder if they'll get another one on here. They deserve it. Yeah. I, it's just I love that sort of women in Motown sort of soul sound. Um, I love how they call out all the cities on it. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's just a fun pop song about like, you know, living it up. And they're calling out the cities. And it's just a great. I love that sort of lo-fi Motown sound. And Martha Reeves and the Vandellas is just an excellent band. Yeah, you know, um, they got a little overshadowed by the Supremes in this period. Well, definitely, yeah. They definitely, definitely did, yeah. Um, but they deserve their their uh, their due, so I had to keep them on. This, that's a, a very good song. About right. I'm okay with where it was. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I mean, you're right about that Jagger Bowie cover, and unfortunately, that's probably more well known. It, it because it got. I mean, I remember the live a broadcast. It was a big deal they were making about that, and uh, I'm like, um, you know, I'm like, real, like, come on, guys. I mean, you, you could, they, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And I like, and I look, yeah, both both Jagger and um, Bowie have done some great duets. And I had yes. high expectations. But that's not one. <laughs> that is not one of them by any means. Um. So yeah, that was a you know, definitely uh, you know, um, yeah, I agree. Man, just listening to Bowie in my head singing that song is is painful. Oh, it it, it was. <laughs> I mean, we should do a cut. We should do a show on that covers that just should never have been done. Yeah, <laughs> that's one. That I agree. <laughs> Totally agree with you on that. Now I'm going to go to Coop's favorite song on the list. All right. The one That's... he thinks is ranked way too low. Okay. Here's my... I'm going to name this song, and then I want you to tell me who the artist is. Okay? If you thought Landslide was a bad pick, this one is worse. <laughs> it takes two at 116. Who did that song? Could anyone tell me, like, on off the top of the head, who did... Like, I, I think people know the song, right? I, I had to look it up. I'm not no, going to lie. No one, Rob Bass and Rob Bass. Right, rock. You can't put a song at one sixteen when most people can't even name the artist. Okay, I'm not against I, hit one. This is an awful pick. It's better than Vogue, though. Apparently, it's better than Vogue. It's better than I say a little prayer. 
It's better than Cashmere. It's, uh, both unbelievable songs higher than it. This song, you didn't even sniff this list. How did this song make No Woman, song? No Cry. I know. How it's did this all, song it's make a, it? It's, this I is, don't know. See, here, here, now this is where we talked about Landslide and why Landslide should have made it. This is where, this is the problem with the list is that a lot of these songs, it's not voted on by like a large pool of people. You have a couple writers, you know, that because there's so many songs and, you know, it's sort of like delegated out. And then, and then, so you might have, you know, this handful of writers that really love this song and all of a sudden it gets like overinflated. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they, I don't know how they justify it making it make it you know um, especially this high yeah i mean i look i know this impact that has a lot to do with this um i just don't this is from 1988 um i've heard i actually oh, yeah, people read, know it there are some people called this the greatest hip-hop single ever cut oh god who says that um it was done anyway. by music critic stephen thomas of the All Music Guide. Uh, Rob Bass that. and I came to get down. Yeah. This song was, I mean, it it charted in the top 40 at 36. It was a forgettable song by all means. I don't, you know, I don't hear people talk about this song. It's got a little bit of a catchy beat. I get it. But uh, I just, uh, and by the way, this was a sampled song off of a Lynn Collins song called Think About It. Think About yeah. It. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, if I, mean, I, I can't see people arguing with me on this one. There's better hip hop songs in this. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, just on just on this block alone, there's there's like better hip hop songs. Yeah, I alone. Mean, I mean, and and like I said, I know we know of a hip hop song that's going to be way higher. Um, I mean, I mean, I I don't I don't see it. Coop? Like when you look at the other hip hop on this list, just generally, I mean, maybe you slip this in at what, like four fifty, four ninety. I wouldn't have any maybe. problem with four ninety. I mean, but well, yeah, would have, but but, just, but yeah, but here, you're, I, I, you're talking. No. This, we're getting into the nitty gritty. You just gave a coveted spot to someone, and someone right. lost a spot here, right? right? Or someone was bumped down because you gave this spot the 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 Rob Bass, okay, um, who, like I said, I challenge anyone to name another like, another Rob Bass song. Yeah, what's your second favorite Rob Bass song? Favorite, and, and DJ Easy. And look, I'm I, always a guy. I like when the DJs get involved with music. I love when they get involved. But I just don't get this song. I mean, no. it, it landslides at least by a band with some pedigree, too. Uh, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. You must have just had some fans, you know. What a disaster. Like just, a couple writers that liked I, I don't know. Yeah, one. Yeah, I agree, Coop. I am behind you. Uh you know, and I look at like I said, some you know. I actually, by the way, I did when we were talking. Uh, hey, yeah, has not showed up on the list yet. Just so you know. Okay. I, so I, all, I yeah, think I think bombs over Baghdad's gonna get on there. And bombs, over, I, I can see those two, but but so help me if if this song beats out those two, uh, someone's got you know. Oh, if it's the only one, you mean? I mean, you got Run DMC. Or, like, they don't have, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some. Oh, oh, I guess if you gave it to 495, I wouldn't have made a big stink about it. But you're, this is 116. This is higher than Landslide was. To, and I thought Landslide was bad till this one. I don't know. I don't know who. 
I mean, I don't know what that writer's thinking. I don't, how, does, I, how does this get one even ahead of Aretha? Like, you're 161, and you're going to, oh, it's got to be Rob Bass. Uh, it takes two. Over Aretha's I Say a Little Prayer, which is a song that stood the test of time. Yeah, I, I don't. Johnny's got to be pissed no. about this. <laughs> they only got 133. <laughs> uh, anyway, I agree. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Because I'm going to talk about a hip hop song that that's tried higher and is far better. But yeah. That's crazy. Yep. That is crazy. Yep. Now, getting to a song that's phenomenal, other than a song, just think about what Carly Simon was like way back there as well. Like, just think of that. By the way, anyway. yeah, yeah. Think I mean, uh, I mean, I'm looking at some of the stuff we've done. And I'm like, uh, Rob Bass, better not. Anyway, it's higher than Painted Black. <laughs> but even if, like, even if you just did a hip hop list, I don't think it charts up there. I don't think it charts in the top 100, 150 on hip hop list. Exactly. I don't even think it's a true hip hop song either. Like, even if you keep it within. It's genre. I don't think it even. Anyway, it it uh yeah it, it you know oh um oh it's <laughs> cool. I just but I... uh moving to one twenty seven. I'm still behind Coop a bit. Um, okay. I got T- TLC with waterfalls. Wasn't surprised you had this one. Yeah. I, I I love this song. I adore the song. It's off of Crazy Sex Cool from '95. I was very surprised that it was this high, to be honest. I was too. I thought I, was... I saw it and I thought like, well, maybe it should have been the block before, like maybe like a 170 something like that. Yeah. So I was very surprised that it was this high. Um, it's about sort of problems of marginalized people. They talk about HIV in it. They talk about drug use in it. A lot of talking about women doing it tough, so celebrating women a lot in it. Um, so it, got some, it's, it has a bit more depth. I mean, people know it because of the chorus, and it's one of the best choruses yeah. like Out in there. R&B ever. Yeah. yeah. And the um, video, it won, the video got a yeah. lot. It was a yes, nineties yeah. videos that you know was really good. Yeah. Yep. But I guess it has a bit more depth when you really listen to it. Um, and this is sort of the last big hit they had because then they kind of broke up and then the Left Eye died and they sort of just... They've done records since, but it hasn't, it hasn't really been the same. Um, and I listen to the song all the time, multiple times a week. Love the song. It's a good song. Uh, I believe it was... When it came out, it was, um, it was a monster number one hit. I mean, It, it, it was, been number- yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I probably would have put this, like I said, uh, like you want one seventy five ish, you know, a little high. Yeah, it's a little high, but yeah. But it was yeah, a, I it was, was surprised. Yeah, but it was a big hit for them. And it, yeah, it, yeah, it was a yeah. But I uh, I saw it there, Coop, and I tell you, I and I love this song, and I was like, wow, that is, that's high. Yeah, and this is where you know you look at um, you know, you look at like um. What would you class with? I, I think this is still more of an R&B song, in my opinion. I said R&B. I mean, Left Eye raps a bit in it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be R&B. Yeah. Great lyrics in this song. I mean, it addresses a you know drugs, AIDS. Uh, really, really, it's a really good song. Uh, 
I had to wish my daughter luck. She's going off to play rugby. Oh, no problem at all. Good luck to her. I just want to, I just want to say quickly. So I was uh, volunteering at the, at the rugby a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. And people in Australia know what I'm talking about. I was working the grill. I was grilling some burgers that people buy and stuff. And my daughter is one of her, cause she had a couple games that day. And my plan was to, I was going to miss the first game. So I was with another dad from the team and he was watching his daughter and then we were going to switch and he was going to do burgers the second game while, and then I was going to watch my daughter play. So we were going to switch off and I'm burgering. And this is not something you don't want to hear when, when your daughter's playing. This is not the sentence you want to hear. One of the, the manager of the team came up to me and she comes running out to me and she's like, and she looks at me and she's like, now don't worry. She's not concussed. Oh, I was like, like, what? That was like the first thing she said. She's like, well, you got to go meet her at the medical tent. And she got uh, a high tackle. She got a high tackle, dropped on her head. The girl that tackled her got sent off. Oh, my goodness. And uh, she wears a a helmet thing. So her head hurt, but the medics cleared her. And she's like, can I play? And they said, yeah. And I said, sure. And she went back out. Wow. Good for how old is she? 13. Wow. Tough. That's tough. But I you mean, know, I'd be, I'd be, I would not, have ran home crying. <laughs> that's not the beginning of a sentence you want to hear. No, not at all. Yeah. Not like, how you doing? It's like the first thing out of her mouth was like, now, she's not concussed. But, uh, but yeah. Not. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> but thank goodness. Off, thank, yeah, thank goodness. She's off to play. So yeah. Good luck to her. Good luck to her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And... We got your next song, Coop, which is a which I would I would say is a little bit better than it takes two, just a little. Oh yeah, um, so the Beatles just totally hit this segment. Okay, yeah. uh, three Beatles songs hit. By the way, it takes <laughs> yes. two. It takes two. Beat these two songs out. She loves you at one thirty five. Let it be at one twenty one. But something at one ten was low. Um. Mm. This, I mean, this is just, this is a George Harris. This is where George Harris. George Harrison. This is a George Harris. This is an amazing song. Oh, you could argue that this is a perfect song, Coop, I yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree on that. It is, um, to me, it was something so, something's name. It was very different from when the beat, what anything else the Beatles ever did. Um, and in my opinion, it just, you know, I was, I was surprised. I thought maybe we would look in top 20 with this song. That's why, um, and, uh, this was off the white album. Um, it was the white album, right? I'm just, I'm shooting my head here. Uh, I love George Harrison. Yeah. The, the, a great, great song. Uh, just a great song of, uh. What I pin- wait, I had another note I wanted to just put up here. Hang I have a, a Frank Sinatra note on this song. I have Go a ahead. chairman of the board note. Yes, I, I know he covered it. Yeah. He he thought it was the best love song ever made. A lot of people have said that. A lot of people have said that. Um, and I agree with that uh, a lot. Now George Benson did a cover of this song mm. on the other side of Abbey Road. So that's why I was on. Was it Abbey Road something was on or White Album? I'm, that's why I was oh, on. I thought it was White Album, but I'll look. I'm not up on my Beatles. I'm more of a I, I should guy. notice, and I, apo- I, I apologize. That's why. Uh, but he did a um, – his cover of this is really – the George Benson cover is really good too. Uh, but as well as the Frank. This is this is just 
it's a it's a love song that just totally grips you too. Um, which to me, uh, and, yeah, it was and, Abbey Road. Abbey Road. It was Abbey Road. So my my mistake on that. I thought maybe it was something that was left off of. Um, all the people off. writing their corrections right now can stop. We figured it out. Yeah, we figured it Abbey out as Road. well. Um, but yeah, it's it's like, like I said, of the three Beatles songs that we just listed, um, for sure, um, this is the best of those three that that came in on here. Um, but I've heard this, like other lists have had this much higher, like not behind the, I've, I've seen this in top 20 on other lists. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Go ahead, Coop. Sorry. But, big, but a big, but this was a big segment for the beat, you know, for the Beatles. Mm. They, we were wondering where the, there wasn't a lot of Beatles and then bam, they no. nailed three here. They <laughs> can three totally more yeah. songs in the next one. Um, so yeah, it's a good job here. I mean, this is just, uh, this is why George Harrison is revered so much in the Beatles. Um, I today. love George Harrison. Yeah, I uh, the show that all the the podcast Coop and I love that ultimately got canceled, but you could see if see if you should find old episodes. That's Rivals, where they talked about musical rivals. Yeah, um, they were doing a Beatles one, and they made the point, which I agree with, is that like George Harrison was probably the third best songwriter of his era. And on the, the issue was he was in a band with number one and number two. <laughs> you know, like, think of that band. Think of that band, Coop. You had George Harrison, Paul McCartney, and John Lennon in the same band. But he was the most disciplined guy, George Harrison, oh. in that band. That was the key. Like, because Paul's focus could go. And we've seen that, especially later in his career. And Lennon's focus, we saw at times, could go, too, well, with, yeah. with, with Yoko. But George was a guy, he, he he always had his eye on the music. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's... Because the know. interesting thing is, like, this record is when the band was, like, falling apart. And yeah. put out these songs. Like, I don't know if it was this one. It was when My Guitar Gently Weeps, right? He brought in Eric Clapton to do the guitar. Not because... He's like, oh, we. they're all like, oh, we need Eric Clapton. He brought in Eric Clapton to make everybody in the band look bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he did. Wanted him to oh, look yeah. Bad, oh, yeah. So he brought him in. No question. No it's question. Just... Yeah, you bring in the big guns with that one. But just to get to this song and your point, I mean, this song is so good. Like, it's just so good. Yeah, it, it, it really it really is. Um, You know, you got the bum, 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 bum. I mean, that's just. Yeah. God, it's so good. Yeah. And it was better than it takes two. So, so the no, Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and to George Harrison, too, like you look at all three of those guys, like usually in a band, right? They break up. I mean, this might have been different from Nirvana if Nirvana broke up before Kurt died because you had Kurt and David Grohl in the same band. But you you get a band like Talking Heads, right? And David Byrne does his own thing, is wildly successful, and the rest of the band just sort of like falls into obscurity, yeah. essentially. Yep. Um, now, with the Beatles, you had – they break up. Lennon – McCartney and Harrison both go on to have like extremely successful solo careers. All of them, which is almost unheard of. Very true. Very true. You know, and this song never got performed live by the Beatles. I don't believe. Oh, I'm trying. I don't. Well, it would have been past that because they were they they weren't even touring by then anymore. They weren't touring by then. And, you know, so Harrison, I think, has performed this song. And yes. this is one I would have loved to have really seen uh, the whole band in place with this. Um, oh, 
God, George Harrison was good. Oh, yeah. Um, we lost him too soon. We lost him too soon. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even his solo stuff. Like, if you look at his solo stuff and his traveling Wilbury stuff, like it's all just incredible. Like he was so good. Yeah. Underrated, I reckon. We should do album archaeology on his on the his solo record. We should. Oh, God. We should. Anyway, yeah. I'm waxing nostalgic about George yeah. Harrison. And <laughs> luckily, this song did not is not rated higher than. Uh, than the Beatles, so that would be good. And yeah, I, but it was okay. a little high. It was a little high this next song. I yes, I agree with that. I even put yeah. that in my notes. I was shocked that this song came in where it did. I did too. Uh not shocked if it's this, on the list, but yeah, it was this is more of a three hundred hit, I thought. Yeah. If this song was at three hundred to your point, Coop, I probably wouldn't talk about it at all. Yeah. But I was so shocked that I had to talk about it. Right. And that is Britney Spears with Toxic at 114. At least it's better than It Takes Two. It is. Yeah. And I would argue better than Journey. But I I was shocked. So it it came out in 2003, which was a bit of a comeback. It was her fourth record. I think people think of Britney Spears as like she did a couple big things and then she was gone. She put out a lot of music, really. Yeah. I mean, four or five. I mean, at least five, five or so records. Um. I think this track, she has a bit more agency like on the, on this track, like in terms of like what she's singing about. I think it's a, it's the perfectly constructed pop song. It's a great pop song. Like it just burrows in your head that that chorus. And it's just so good. Yeah. But I, I is way too high. I love the track. Yeah, it's a catchy. I was, yeah. I was shocked that it was this high. I was too. Um, but it's it's a great pop track. Like if you look at pop tracks, like and what you want out of a pop track, it is perfect because you want something that's gonna that's gonna catch with you, that's gonna stick in your head, that you can move to, that you almost that you that as soon as you're done, you have that chorus keeps going. That's and this is this is that this is a perfect pop song. Brittany Lynn's the second song on the list, so she had baby one more Does- time. At 205, Ooh, yes. yeah, she had baby one more time at 205. So this is higher than that. This That's was higher than that, yeah. See, I would respect, I would expect that song to be there at 205, and then Toxic maybe to be, like you said, like a 300. Yeah. Maybe like 280. Got it. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. 114, I could not believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's got it's got that catchy chorus and stuff, but yeah, I'm a little surprised on that. Um, it's got you know, this song won a Grammy though. Uh, and yeah. it's, I like kind of the electronic kind of uh, rhythm of this song. Um, yeah, that chorus is so good. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a little high. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I mean we both agree it's a good song, but yeah. not. I mean it should be on the list, but not yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, it's just like shocked. Now you're going to a perfect song. I love this song. It's perfect. Too low. Uh, just like Heaven by the Cure. Oh. Uh, yeah. Now. I'm shocked at where it was in 2003. That is surprising. 488 in 2003. That is crazy. That's crazy that it was that low. This song, like, I would put this song, I want to say top 50 is where I would put it in. Uh, if you said top 100, I, I can live with it. Uh, we talked a lot about this song last time, and I, I, I love that 49-second intro where the instruments are introduced. Yes. Uh, the drums are incredible. Uh, and I, like I said, 
this song, and I mentioned it last night, it really changed the pop landscape. Uh, it like brought this alternative music to the forefront. Uh, and I mentioned how this is, you know, um, you can make a very complex song that's pop friendly in under four minutes, and you feel like you didn't get shortchanged with listening to the song. It uh, yeah. doesn't need to be extended or anything. I was surprised this was at 108. I really was. I thought we were going to be looking at this in the next show. And then when it showed up here. Oh, definitely. Um, I was a little surprised on it uh, because in my opinion, it, uh, in my opinion, like I said, this was a perfect song. This was my one of the ones I thought of immediately. It was, it is a perfect song. Yeah. Did I, I say it's, it's 108? A... It's 108, by the way. Cure. Yeah. Yeah. 108. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it definitely should have been like top 50. It's you know, so good. if you said it's, it's uh, 59, I would have been fine. With, you know, again, 108 is, uh, I go, it's going to be very, like, when we get into this top 100, it, we're really going to be looking at this, I think, in a different light to see what songs, like some of these songs that were beaten out, uh, for sure. What, what beat what out is just like kind of interesting. And I get that they're trying to go, um, they're trying to, what's the word? They're trying to do a wide landscape of music here. Yes. Yep. So they're not trying to do all 80s. They're not trying to do all classic rock. No. I, I get it. Yeah. But this is an amazing song. Yeah. Um, and you're right. And it's perfect. Yeah. And it should have been higher. Yep. Oh, I still can't get over Toxic. So I think if I finally caught, I know I haven't caught up with Coop yet. He's still like, in the, I'm still in the 110s. Uh, I don't know if you catch up with me at all because I'm going to have. No, I don't. You actually don't. Uh, yeah, when we get to the ones that missed. Uh, yeah, there was a couple we left off uh, in the top five. Yeah, uh, but they well, get a lot. We'll I mean, some that. of them I, I left off because they yeah. get a lot of pub. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got Bruce Springsteen with Thunder Road at 111. Oh, great pick. It is. The, this sort of cements. This wasn't his debut record. Because uh, this came off of um, Born to Run in 75. I think this was like his third record. But but probably his most famous record. And what really cements him as like a great storyteller. So I, I adore the song. My wife and I love the song. We listen to it all the time. Um, listen to this record all the time. I think it really captures that sort of like that he, that he does a lot on the album Nebraska. If people listen to Nebraska, yeah. which is a great record, but it's it's that sort of hopelessness and dreaming for something better, kind of in 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 uh, in like Middle America around the 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 seventies, early eighties. That that sort of storytelling vibe. Um, it's really really good. It's so good. I think it should be top twenty five. It's a very emotional song. Um. The Dolly Parton connection is that he went and saw Dolly in 1977 and talked about how the song Jolene uh, impacted him and loved the song Jolene. Very interesting. I didn't know that. So good. So good on you. Because uh, yeah. she played in New York and that's where he saw her. Um, but I am. I thought it should be higher. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, this is his third song on the list. So he had at 488, he had Rosalita, which I thought was way too, I'm sorry, 446. Yes. Rosalita, way too low. And then, yeah, at, yeah. And then 298 was Jungle Land. 
Um, yeah. Now, if you notice, these are very early Springsteen tracks that are showing up on this list. Mm. Uh, you know, these are two, you know, Jungle Land and Thunder Road are from the Born to Run album. How many more songs does Springsteen have left in this list? I mean, I think that we could see wow. three, three or four more. How, he doesn't have a lot off of Born in the USA, does he? Yet. He, but yeah, that was a monster album. Which, it spawned seven top ten hits, that album. Yeah. And very memorable songs off that album. So the question, the, the question is, I don't think we've seen the last of Bruce Springsteen. I think we could. No. I, I'm going to predict three more. Three? I'm going to pick th- three more. Um, wow. So, yeah, I'm going to maybe two. If you know, two would be like does born in the USA and uh, dancing in the dark. Do they make it on there? Um, I don't know. This is such a big song. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, does um, out on the street, I, I, you know, this. I look at that song. I mean, that should be on this list. So, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't have at least one more, but I'm going to go. He may have. Yeah. Three. He definitely has. We'll definitely have more. I think I, I don't, you know, I think born in the USA, uh, my hometown. That's a good song. What, what about some of his 90s stuff? I'm thinking. Yeah. Philadelphia. Philadelphia could be on. That's a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Tunnel Love, I don't think will make it. It's a good song, but no. it won't make it. Yeah. Um, But no, Thunder Road, man. Yeah. It's a great track. We, yeah. I might even talk about that track again later in the show. There you go. A little preview. Yep. Now, round us off here, Coop, and I'm glad you picked the song. Yeah. the uh, But the sad thing is that the – so this artist had no, – that's not the sad thing. The good thing is this: there were two artists – two songs by this artist in this segment. Uh, Jumpin' Jack came in at 144. But mm. the other one, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, came in at 106. Uh, Great song. It fell. At one point, this was number 32. Uh, so it was too wow. low, in my opinion. Uh, this song is amazing, okay? Great song. It, it is an amazing song. It is a incredible live song that you'll hear from them. It's a staple song of the Rolling Stones. Um, There's just that whole chant that goes on. You know, oh yeah, woo woo. You know, it's just uh, Charlie Watts is just killing it on the drums in this song. Keith Richards on uh, his guitar riffs are, are on point. Um, as good of a, you know, this is a a uh, this is a great. You know, there's a movie that came out in 1979 called The Jericho Mile. And oh yeah, and it's about a guy who's in prison for life and he's trying to get into the Olympics, right? And they deny him the Olympic trial. And he goes out at the end of the movie, he goes out on the track and he just takes the stopwatch and he runs. And when he finishes, they, as he's running, they're playing the beat to this song, right? Because he's he is he doesn't regret at all killing the guy he killed while he's in prison. And th- when they play this song as he's running the track, and it turns out he beats the guy's time for the Olympic trial. My car alarm just went off. Oh, someone's stealing your car coupe. That was me. I, I actually sat on my remote. <laughs> so so you can hear the car right over there. Um, yeah, it, it's just that it's just a great beat for that scene. Uh, and like I said, I think that just shows the impact of the song. A little Dojo is probably happy this song slipped, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just love this song, uh, but it was too low. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree too. Though it's a, it's like, it's like three or four songs like made into one. It's just an incredible. It's an incredible song off a great record too. Like one of my favorite records like ever made. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I I don't know why I don't know why it would have slipped so far. To be honest. Oh, I I am I'm shocked that this was as high as thirty two. At one point, um, and uh, yeah, so and this was like a seventy-three. This song came out, longer song too. You know, a six-minute song. Oh yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a super long song. Like it's incredibly long. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a great song. Hypnotic, I, I don't know. It's got a hypnotic groove. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. But you know, I, it'd be interesting to see what what goes higher, because there's going to be more Stone songs on here, surely. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, maybe you could put the whole Let It Bleed album next. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, I love that record. Maybe what can't get no satisfaction. You think Satisfaction's gonna be higher? I think Satisfaction's on this list for sure. And then, you think it's gonna be like top? What 20? twenty? And I think Gimme Shelter is going to be on here too. Mm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna Not say enough. yeah I'm gonna um the Stones have had a I think they've had quietly they've kind of interspersed this list um you know as far as um they what had Pink Black, Black at two thirteen Wild Horses at one ninety three Jumping Jack Flash at one forty four which I just kind of gave that one away was the other one yeah. So, uh, you know, they've had three songs. This is the fourth one that lands here. Uh, but you got, uh, you know, you start thinking Satisfaction's got to be on there. Um, and then oh, I, it's got to be. I, I don't know how Gimme Shelter misses this season. No, I agree with you there. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where they land. Um, but yeah, so no, great, great closeout. And I don't catch you because my last song is 107. No, uh, this is sponsored by Skip Martin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great song. Skip's gonna like it that it's on this song. That it's on this. Uh, it's on the, this list, and that's Wu Tang Clan with Cream. Cash moves everything around me. Yep. Uh, it is off of their record in '93. Enter the Wu Tang, Thirty Six Chambers. It is probably. Like a top four influential hip hop record. I mean, when you look at how many people are in this group, and that they could, they still don't like. It's not a complete mess. Like the amount of people in this group and have such tight songs and everything is quite well done, to be honest. Yeah, uh, um, agree, agree. Because it's like got like a bazillion people in it. Um. So what I love about this, if you really listen to it, um. It's it's sort of talking about how you have to have money to like you know exist in the world really, and unlike other drug songs about sort of the glory of drug dealing, I think it's more about survival. Like they talk about how they how they needed to survive, how they're sort of pushed into that because there's not many opportunities where they are, and it's just full of violence and survival, and they feel like they've been left behind, and so I think. 
I think it's it's like it's not about the glory. It's more about the pain of survival within such an environment. And so I think it's got a bit more going for it than like, you know, Rob Bass, for example. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so I think I mean, if people haven't listened to it, it's a well-known song. Haven't listened to it and really listen to like what they're saying. And I think it'll it uh, you can catch sort of the depth of of it. It's a great track. Yeah, you know, uh, that album, Enter the Wu-Tang, you know, that was in the uh, surgeon bracket as a sixth seed. Yes. And won a, won a couple of big matchups, you know, beat out, uh, you know, Notorious B.I.J. Yep. And then uh, knocked out Guns N' Roses and, and made it to the bracket final where it lost to Pearl Jam. So Wu-Tang had a nice little run uh, in uh, surgeon's bracket. So I was surprised oh, he yeah. is a sixth seed, but... Um, his bracket was very tight. His songs like were all like really close or, or his albums were really close. Oh yeah, no, it's a great uh it's a great song. I'm glad I, I don't know if I would put it up higher or not. I mean maybe, but I I'm glad it, it kind of made it this far. It's a great yeah. track. Yeah. Oh Coop. What a list. I, I just want to mention before people get all angry, I did leave Sex Pistols off. Yeah. In the UK, because everybody talks about that song. Yeah, we and there's a few all hit that we left off, but I don't think it's because we didn't like them. Uh, where was Sex Pistols? Oh, yeah, they were. At it was around the yeah, middle, one, I think. Yeah. 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 It was. We only had 10 to pick. Um, and and that song. I mean, there's been books written about that. Song. Yeah. Like, you don't need to talk about that song. Yeah, I agree. Much more. I, I agree on that one for sure. You know, there were some interesting ones that we left off. Um, Basket Case, Green Day, 150. Yes. Rocket yes. Band was higher than I thought at 149. I got to be honest with you. I, I agree helped. with that. Yeah. 146 was Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Um, We mentioned, of course, Jumping Jack Flash, 144. Um, We mentioned... You had, you had the Bob Marley on, yeah. I had the Bob Marley on, yes. The Bob I mean, they were like, there were two Zeppelin songs, so we did Cashmere. We didn't do, I think it was Whole Lot of Love, I think. Yeah, Whole Lot of Love. Um, Ariana Grande, uh, Thank You Next makes it at 137. That was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, Try a Little Tenderness by Otis Redding, 136. Yep. Tina Turner, about right, I would say, with this song, What's Love Got to Do It at 134. Yes. But... Not Journey comes in at 133. Um, Stand uh, by me 131. Benny King. Um, yeah. yeah. Drake landed on Hold On, We're Going Home at 129. Oh man, the whole lot of it was 128. Yeah. Uh, Sex Pistols 125. Uh, that'll be the day with Buddy Holly. I'm surprised neither one of us picked that one, but 124. Yeah. A big influential song. Uh, I think we did Buddy Holly earlier. I think we did too. Uh, we didn't do Talking Heads with the, This Must Be The Place. No, well, see, I, I'm i anticipating more Talking Heads is my hope. Be tough. If they get one more, I'll be surprised. But yeah, 123. I think there's going to be another one. Once in a lifetime? Maybe. Yeah. Psycho, Kill oh, Psycho Killer has been on already, hasn't it? Or no? Um, has Psycho, I'm going to pull up my... It's going to be that. Psycho Killer, Burning Down the House. Um, I'm just looking... I did keep a sheet. Uh, they have not been on the list yet. Ooh, so, so one of those other ones have to make it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think the, we got. I think I got, I got one more chance. I think. Yeah, no, I I agree with you on that. Um, creep by Radiohead one eighteen. Yeah, we kind of left that one off. Uh, one fifteen at last by Etta James. We yeah, about that yeah. Song. Um, losing my religion one twelve REM way too high, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, what was one twelve? Uh, I almost picked this one. Everyday People by Sly and the Family Stone, 109. Oh, yep. Yep. Now, the, the I want to read 105 to 101 because th- these were very interesting. Um, Life on Mars by David Bowie was 105. Yep. I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, 104. Yep. Alanis makes it at 103. You ought to know. I saw that. I was yes. okay with that one, by the way. Uh, Maybelline by Chuck Berry is at 102. Yeah, and, and maps by the yeah yeah yeahs was at one hundred one. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that surprised me. Oh, as well. Yeah, um, no, yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, that's a fairly newer one for the list. Yeah, well, here's what I'm going to say right now. We have done four hundred songs. Where are the Bee Gees? <laughs> that's right. Okay, I have not seen a Bee Gees song on this list at all. Right. Um. So. That's the one. That's the one band. Like I would say, I am surprised that that uh, I have not seen a BG song yet on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and then we've only seen one Billy Joel song at three twenty four with scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yes, or you might see another one. I would think. When you know, um, I'm beginning to worry he may get shut out because of who's left. I mean, these we have a hundred spots left, and there's so many. That now they're really going to get competitive for these spots. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Elton had um, Elton had your song at 202. He had Benny yep. and the Jets at 371. Um, and he had Rocket Man. Look, I have a perfect song, Tiny Dancer. I, I got to think that's going to yes. make this. Um, oh, it's got to. Yeah. And does Candle in the Wind make it is a question. Um, Ooh, I don't know. So that's that's gonna be a the other question. Two. Yeah. So we'll find out about that. Um, so we will be, like I said, we will have two more, yeah, definitely two more installments coming up with this in the next few weeks. And we've been, do- we've been at this since late last year. So, oh yeah, no, it's, uh, it's all coming together. Coop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, we, but yeah, but no, I mean, it was a great, it was a great block. Had some people, we're all, we're at the business end now. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, so how's the cigar? Um. So you know, this is a Sumatra uh, thing. What I've said. Um, if you I mentioned Tatuai hide, right? Um, let me kind of just. Uh, how can I put this? Um, this is like Tatuai hide on steroids. Uh, is the best way to put this. Um, Tatuai Hyde had this like minty, herbally taste to it, which I am getting on this cigar. Uh, but I feel like I'm getting more tobacco flavor off this cigar. Uh, it's a little richer. It's a little, so it, it kind of, while you still have that foundation of some of that herbally notes, it's, it's not quite as bad. It's not overly spicy. It's a medium. It's a better cigar than the, than the Tatuai Hyde. Um, yeah. Halfwell gave this number one cigar of the year. I, 
I don't see this as a top right. 25 cigar, in my opinion. Right. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Sumatra's take it or leave it. This is the closest is one I've, I've smoked a peach the middle of the road. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm saying. So not a bit. I mean, it's, it would get the Aaron Loomis average for sure on this cigar. And I, I think it's average is what I'll say. Uh, right. It, it's not something I would run down and chase again, but I may buy it again. The smoke it, it was. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I had a little more of a richer. Like Hyde was just not a rich cigar. It just it just the whole thing was off balance. This is a little better balanced mm. on this. Yeah. This the two thousand the two thousand twelve is amazing. It's like sweet. It's got a bit of a chocolate note to it. I'm almost near the end here, as you yep. can see. Yep. Um, I find that Churchill's usually run out of gas. This did not, which is quite nice. That's always what I, you know. That's what uh, the old Stogie Santa thing about is Churchill running out of gas, and this one did not. I agree. So no, it's a good guy. Suggest people pick it up. Yeah, like I said, I thought that was the best size of that blend for sure. Not overly my... strong. Kind yeah. of medium, maybe. You get some of those Honduran Corojo flavors um, on it, too. There's some of that nice sweetness on it. Um, mm. But it was better balanced cigar. And uh, I like the I think the round. I think the drawer was a little better on it with the round format, too. So. Yes. Yep. OK. Yep. yep. If you haven't smoked that. But, yeah, I would say uh, pick it up. It's a uh, I don't think it's a very expensive cigar. Um, I could while we're talking, I could see what it went for. Uh, but uh, it was um, do I have the price here? The uh, blah blah. I should need uh twelve fifty. So it's a little all right. That's not bad. It's a little higher than probably the rest of the Oscar on, but it's a Churchill size seven by fifty four. You're getting a lot of cigar with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, great cigar. Yep. It's new music time, Coop. Yes, uh, of course, we want to mention uh, Cigar Hustler, um, located in Deltona, Florida. Uh, Mike and Greg, uh, they have a great shop there and um, great lounge, great humidor, great customer service. Uh, if you can't get down there, um, be sure to get um, on uh, to their email site, uh, CigarHustler.com. Get on their email list. Uh, you will get. Very quickly, and they put something out on the website. Um, the uh, you know, the, the chance to order that stuff, and you got to move quick because some when they put that out there and it's something hot, it goes quick. So, uh, if you're up after midnight, uh, check your email, is what I'll yeah. say. Uh, uh, they have the Postani brand. Uh, Ben Lee just reviewed the Postani uh, Warbad 2021, uh, the last one, the 21, I guess, right? Uh, the, mm -hmm. the box press. The yep. box press. Uh, he gave it a 91. So he was I very high on that cigar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very high on that cigar. So, uh, you know, they have the whole Postani line. And they, I have, um, what's the cigar? I have that Matt Booth cigar I have to send you. The Shepherd. The Shepherd. I have that one for you. Yeah. I got one. Uh, I pilfered one from Mike. So, yeah, I'll get you that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, check those guys out. Good guys. And, um, yeah, that's about it. So what's, what do you got for new music? New music. Skip's going to love this like he loved before. He's listening to this record. Yep. Probably um, after Kendrick Lamar, probably one of the most anticipated hip hop records to come out this year. And that's Danger Mouse and Black Thought teaming up with like just a huge list of other artists. And it's and so their record Cheat Codes. I got the song Strangers, which features uh, Run the Jewels and ASAP Rocky on it. Uh, excellent track. It's going to probably make it in my top 10, I would think. Um, great track. Love it. 
um check that out especially there's so many artists on this record coop you gotta people have to check it check it out a review of it on the site and a band that we both like that hasn't put anything new out in a little while and that's Hame. Hame, yeah lost track is the name of the track it's a fun little indie single they put it together it was like an impromptu single on like some photo shoot with uh Paul uh Paul Thomas Anderson the the director they just made it so I don't know if it means a new album's coming I don't know if it's just like we decided to do the single and we put it out I don't know yeah uh but it's a great track people should check out and the last uh thing album archaeology uh your homework for album archaeology is Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run came out in 75 Coop and I were talking about it. Just a great album. Oh, absolutely. Get the list. Multiple songs off this record are on the list, so check it out. It's probably the the record that shaped his career the most. So uh, and a great and a great record because there's some Bruce Springsteen solos and there's some with E Street Band. Um, this has got Clarence on the on the on the cover. Got got some good stuff with E Street Band, so I would say check out Born to Run. Yeah, I would agree on that. You know, the uh, you mentioned the lost track, Haim. Um, really, um, you mentioned the whole Paul Thomas Anderson connection. He directed Boogie Nights, by the way. Um, yes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's good. I try. Who are your favorite Haim sister? <laughs> I don't know. Their harmonies are so good. Yeah. Like they harmonize so well. Yeah, they do. It's that's incredible. why it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one to do. Uh, I, I like that sense of fashion too. It's kind of a cool sense of fashion. The the bikini top skirt look is kind of cool. In the order, yeah, get, yeah, they kind of a cool like vibe. I like going, you know, but not they're not like totally they're not slutty at all. But I'm not even saying, but yeah, it's they, get it just just get into the music. It's great just music. Get into the music, yeah. Get into the music, yeah. They're great. Yeah, they they uh, they really do. So, uh, but yeah, the, I think they're like one of the big sister groups we have right now going on. Uh, you oh, know they they're all. Be, yeah. I think they're all in their thirties too. So I I don't I don't know. Young, I wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but they're very good. Um, but they haven't come out of the record in a couple of years. No, exactly. So let's hope that this is a sign of things to come. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So good, good, good stuff this week. Ah, uh, well, thank you, Coop. I am. I am out. I am done. Oh uh, yeah, I'm done too. Uh, and we want to thank our audience again. Uh, for tuning in. Um. And that's going to wrap up Primetime Jukebox, uh, episode 77 into the Owls of History for this uh, August 2022. Stay tuned to our social media feeds for the next show. There won't be one next week, I can tell you that. Um, no. But but after that, I think we'll have our, some more shows coming into uh, going into September and stuff. So take you know we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, yeah, um, no, no worries. But but thanks, Dave, as well. And uh, we'll, and that's gonna wrap up primetime jukebox episode seventy seven in the annals of history. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. <laughs>